The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie. I've just thawed out from Friday and he's been MIA. A trip to the Indodrill Stadium on a cold, wet Friday evening on the most romantic night of the year. What could possibly go wrong? Oh yeah, my first love put in a floppy performance. Don't forget you can follow us on social media. We are at Dodefox Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And keep your reviews coming on Apple Podcast. It's very much appreciated. Coming up on this week's episode, what went wrong on Friday night, the Scrandis Liga, Inverness Preview, the Reserves, the Academy, the Women's Team, the Loan Report, the Rumour Mill, a goal-scoring goalkeeper special guest, some questions from you guys on this day with the Arab Archive, and has anyone got any blue pills so we can get our season back on track? It's all coming up in episode 34 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Paul Dixon. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. So here we are back on the Dode Fox Podcast on what is the most romantic weekend of the year. A Friday night, starting off a wee naughty night away with your first love. Go on, Paul. Tell us what happened. I was left disappointed. <laughs> I'm looking for a little bit more at the end of it. Uh, it was, uh, it wasn't a great. No, nah, it was drab. Yes. It was drab. Uh, yeah, th- there's no many positives. Like we kept a clean sheet. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, we probably don't have to go back to the Indodrill Stadium unless we get them in the cup. That's another point to celebrate, I guess. But uh, I want to miss that place. Uh, when we first when we first went down, I kind of looked forward to going there. So I'd never been, and yeah, I don't know what I was looking forward to. To be honest with you, now that I've been there so many times, and I've I don't think I've seen United play well once. Uh, ah, it was poor on Friday. It was really poor. Yeah, yeah, it was. You dodged uh, a bullet. I did, I did, but I had to work, so it's uh, it's still the you know. So I was mm. I, I was multitasking in case the boss was listening. You know. Um, Drab. I'm kind of probably glad I didn't have the. Uh, I put on the. Uh, I didn't hear much of the commentary, but I did at half time. Mm. What a waste of time that BBC Scotland is. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> the, the I've experts are no great. <coughs> no, I've was, not watched it back. Was it Tomo and uh, Leanne Crichton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah, it was they're, they're just finding their way in that mm. particular game, aren't they? Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't great at all. Uh, she she'd mentioned a couple of. She made a good point about the um, the Astro. Mm-hmm. Because she plays on at Glasgow City, I said it definitely gives an advantage, definitely. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. It does give you an advantage, but come on, what we're doing here? Yeah, yeah. So for that, it was uh, it was quite quite a disappointment. Um, when the team was announced, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? I was uh, I was glad to see that Watson was back in, and I thought that he would be back in. Uh, and I thought it would be for Reynolds because we tend not to use them on a plastic pitch if we can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the midfield, when I first saw that, I, th- I initially thought there's no much creativity in that midfield. Uh, we seem to be relying an awful lot on Pollock having one of his better nights. Uh, so that, that didn't fill me with optimism. And then come the end of the game, it was... Uh, well, it was kind of, it was well-founded belief that I had before it, I suppose, uh, because it just, whenever really created much. Well, I think after the game, Robbie mentioned that we got into decent positions, but the delivery, my goodness. I mean, the conditions were tough. 
I, I can say that, and it is astroturf, and that's a shite surface to have to play on. It's, it's not even one of the better ones, but the delivery was piss poor. And even the chances that we did get, there was a few chances that fell to Shankland. That, and there was one header in the first half. He probably sh- he should have done better. And then there was one near the end where he's kind of snatched it, which is unlike him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was just a a nothing game. Like it really was. I was so glad when it finished. Just get me him. Were you in uh, nice and early as usual? Yeah, went in, went in sharp uh, to get my, my seat in the gazebo <laughs> and get my, my pie on a roll, a cheeseburger and whatever else I was, <laughs> yes. Uh, Any yeah, scones? There was no scones, no. Sue's was not there. It's an overall disappointing night, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Sue's called off, so no scones. Yeah. There was not, nothing good about the night at all. So she'd scone. She was, well, it was Valentine's night, you know, she might have. She had a better offer. Yes. That's new scones to you. We we could speculate. (laughs) Who knows? She wasn't there. That's all we know. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah. What did you make of Big Kish? As as we we tweeted out this week. I don't know why. Yeah. That's what we called them. He looked okay. He looked okay in spells. He's uh, clearly really fast. Uh, we didn't seem to use him. There was one occasion in the first half where he took the ball in, he laid it off, and he just turned and ran. And I think he, I think he gave the ball back to Liam Smith, and he just didn't uh, obviously realise that that was the run that the, the guy was going to make. Because if he had, I just drop it over the back of the defence, and he would have been away. Uh, but he, he tried his best. He tried to get into the game, but the service up to the strikers was minimal at best. Mm. Uh, so we've probably no, no seen anything like the best of him. I felt he also tired a little bit which is to be expected if he's not played or trained uh, for a few weeks. Uh, but, I mean, there's there was promising signs, so I think yeah. that he's got something that he could offer us. Yeah, I mean, I, I said in one of the uh, the group chats that I wouldn't have been against him coming off after the 60-minute mark just because of that, but just to get a wee bit of fresh legs on, I thought the game was crying out for a Declan Glass type. Absolutely choking for a Declan Glass Especially, type. and he's played on shite parks like that all season yeah. at Cove. Yeah. Um, he's the sort of boy that can turn on a sixpence. Mm. When when you're on that surface, that's a good trait to have in your arsenal. Uh, <laughs> but for whatever reason, we just... Everything, everything that we try to do went wide. It either went down to Liam Smith or it went to Pollitt and Robson. And they just... We never, we never got going. Mm. Never... I mean, after the game, Robbie says it were played well. I'd hate to respectfully disagree. <laughs> I never come away from that ground thinking, "Ah, oh, well, we were unlucky. We played really well there, but we, you know, although we were lucky, they held on." No, it was just a shite game. Yeah, and even for them, and defensively, for us, nothing with loads to do. Benji had a really good save from a header. Second half, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I never thought we were going to lose the game. But at the same time, I never thought we were going to win that game. Mm. It was just. I don't know, the ref could have blew the final whistle about two minutes in, it was just key. For someone that was there, how how, how was the conditions? Uh, they, weren't, they weren't as bad as I thought they would be until there was like a, a five or ten minute spell just before half time when the rain came on. And that was hilarious. How was the gazebo? The gazebo was soaked, even if you were in the back row. My old man was sitting in the front row and I was sitting second row directly behind him. And for five minutes, I just put the hood up and crouched in behind him. So he was drooking. <laughs> And I just got on with it. I was bone dry when the ran went off. Was but he, it was blown sideways. It was yeah. blown into the gazebo. So you couldn't bloody see. Yeah. 800 down there, eh? <clears throat> there was noticeably less United fans. Yeah. 
whether or not it's because it's whatever day it was. People, people know loot it. People might, well, nah, like exactly on that day of all days. But uh, I mean, that's another thing about that ground. There's never any atmosphere. No. Even it, their young team didn't, didn't yeah, sound too loud. Nah, there was a drum, but ugh, Fucking I, would just, drums. I would just torch that if it was me. So, yeah, it's I'm not a big fan of going through it Can Can we find a positive? Clean sheet. Paul mm-hmm. Watson. Paul Watson being back in the team uh, was good. And he's no the saviour. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, Paul Watson is the cure to all our ills. He's no. Like, the, our three defenders, Connolly, Watson and Reynolds, there's no much between them, really. But the issue with Watson no getting a game is he was playing very well. Mm-hmm. And we were playing very well. He was and, in form. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. weren't conceding goals. And then he, he got took out the team. Uh, and then it coincided we like, were... Our blip, we're going to call this because because mm. obviously we're going to win on Friday. Uh, so that's that's why people were clamouring for him to get back in. No, because they think he's he's the Scottish Franz Beckenbauer, but just because he was the forum defender of mm. the three of them. So it was it was a strange one looking from the outside in that he was left out, unless he was carrying a knock, obviously. So and he comes back in the clean sheet. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the positive. Um, Shanklin's now on to his, uh, his match, his biggest goal throughout the season. That's two games. Two games, yeah. You again, know. again, he, he, at many times, he cut a frustrated figure. Yeah. Uh, there was also a few occasions where we were on the attack and the ball would maybe break out, out wide and it was him that was going and picking it up and crossing it into the box and you're just thinking, watching it, <laughs> this is all wrong. Mm. Like He's the last man that we want chasing that ball out of the box and picking it up. Yep. We need somebody to be crossing it to him or for him or he shouldn't have been doing the crossing. Get him in the box. That's where he earns his, his dosh. A couple of points that I saw on social media since uh, Friday night. Um, done at different times and you'll, this will come evident. The first one, Dundee United haven't won a game in over a month but are still 20 points ahead. It's quite worrying that it's over a month. And secondly, and it's, it, it, it's a wee bit of a worry if we start doing shit like this 18 ahead of Cali who have two games in hand and we face them next mm-hmm. worst case scenario it's only nine points yeah that's not happening now no I'm with you on that I'm yeah. just saying mm-hmm. I mean you had the league one weeks ago yeah and I still <laughs> I still think that yeah purely because teams aren't going to string together there's not there's not much in that league between, I mean, Cali are nearer the bottom, I don't know, than they are to us, points-wise. Probably, yeah. I'm sure they are. So there's there's much of a muchness between the team in second, right down to Partick Thistle, who I think are still bottom. Mm. And then there's us. And when we're on, on form and on our day, we're winning most games in that league. Mm. Uh, but we're, we've, we're no in form just now, and we've no Hudward day for a few weeks since uh, Fir Hill at the start uh, or the middle of January. But we'll get there again. I mean, we went through a bit of a dip earlier in the season and then we strung like nine wins together that nobody would have saw coming. So I don't know if we'll string another nine wins together between now and the end of the season, back to back, but I've no doubt that we'll we'll still uh, we'll get back on track. Three draws and two defeats in the last five games? Yeah, that's not really good enough, is it? No. But, no it's, it's, it's and, not. and you know what? It's all right. It's all right to be pissed off on uh, Friday at nine o'clock when you're walking out that stadium and you've dropped two points. I mean, that's the way I would view it. 
uh, it's all right to be pissed off. But then I, I can see the other side where guys are like, Can we're 18 points ahead. Yeah, and that's a great thing. Thankfully, we're 18 points ahead. But that doesn't mean to say that you accept stinking performances for now until the end of the season. We want to be sprinting through that finishing line as the champions. We don't want to crawl past it no. and win the league by two points or something. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we win the league by two points, I will probably still celebrate it. Yes. But we're 18 points ahead. Let's not be whittling that away. Are you uh, brave enough to pick a man of the match? <laughs> there wasn't any. Uh, no, there was maybe Liam Smith, maybe Benji. There wasn't really anybody. One frustration for me on Friday night was uh, the fact that when I'm sitting watching that game, and probably like the majority of people of United Persuasion that were watching that game, thinking, we need to change something here. Because it's, it's no working. Whatever we're doing isn't working. And we only use one sub. I'm pretty sure that we only brought on Sporla. How we know? How we know mixing it up? Like, as you said, we, had, we still had glass on the bench. At the game, I didn't realise that Louis got injured in the warm-up. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't on the bench because there was a few people, pardon me, uh, beside me saying, get, get Apri on. But I, I didn't realise that he was he was injured, so he wasn't even on the bench. But yeah, just change it. I mean, you, at one point, I was sitting watching it thinking, you could argue about taking anybody off here because nobody's really playing that great. But uh, to only use one sub, I mean, it's... I don't know. I wouldn't want to think that that uh, Nielsen's happy just to to go down there and get a point. That's that to me isn't acceptable. And I'm not saying he was happy just to get one point, but he never exactly went for it gung ho. Can we just pause for a second and acknowledge Callum Butcher's wee turn in the middle of the park that took two of their players out? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He didn't mean it. <laughs> he absolutely meant and it. And B, how class was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a poor pass because the guy, no, I think it was maybe Liam Smith passed it to him and he had about three men coming on him. Yeah. And uh yeah, he just he turned and went away. But th- but there's another thing with with a team like Butcher and uh and Powers. I don't think it I don't think we're getting the best of either of the guys. Like Dylan Powers, the first few games I've saw him, I thought he looked excellent. He's a, he's a common influence. I thought it was his poorest game. It was his poorest yeah. game, yeah. But I think that's... And it wasn't because he was constantly giving the ball away or he was doing whatever, but every time he got the ball, he slowed it down and invariably he passed it backwards. There was just no forward penetration for him. There was... Everything, we didn't need slowed down. When we slow the game down, that favours the opposition because then we're playing at their pace. Get at teams. Get at them fast. Get at them furious. But Butcher and Powers, for me so far, uh, it hasn't worked. I'm sure it'll work next season when we need two guys like that. But with all due respect to to Aloha, I don't think that we should be playing uh, two, like technically they're defensive midfield players. I don't think that we need that. And another guy who's had a wee bit of stick online, uh, and obviously I'll get a wee bit of stick for saying this, but Ian Harks, and I'm not just sticking up for him because he's lovely hair. But boys were slating him, saying, oh, he's mince, he's this, he's that. He's no a right midfielder. We had nothing other than Liam Smith going down the right-hand side. At least on the left, we had Paula and Robson. But Harks's natural instinct isn't it a bomb doing that right-hand side. He was always gravitating towards the middle. And yeah, it, 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 wasn't a, it didn't work. Whatever we were trying to do on Friday, in my opinion, it didn't work. I know Robbie says it we played well... Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't think that we did play that well. On a scale of 1 to 10, 
and given it was pouring a rain on a plastic pitch, how good did his hair look? Uh, Especially when he was on that right side in front of you, it was flowing, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't flowing. It wasn't flowing. It was lank because mm. it was wet. But it looked pretty good. Huh? I thought so. I, I thought good. I thought so. Um, Scandis Liga. Oh, I, I wasn't impressed. <clears throat> I wasn't impressed. See, we've reviewed this before. We've I reviewed did. the pie in a row. Yeah, but I just want your view. Yeah. Well, I wasn't impressed. Uh, there was only one choice of pie, so it was only a Scotch pie. So I was thinking, I'm going to mix this game up here. I'm going to go. Steak pie on a roll, couldn't it? Because it was no steak pies. So it was a pie on a roll, and it was, I thought it was pretty average, to be honest with you, like a five out of ten. So the wee man got sent with a tenner in his hand to go back to the van, go and get daddy a cheeseburger, and put ketchup on it, please. Come back, and that was shite enough. The hell, the hell night was just garbage. I should have sent him out to KFC and picked us up a bargain bucket or something. <laughs> should have. Right. Yeah, I only gave Ben, I got a seven out of ten for me before, because nah. I had brewed sauce on it. Well, there could have done me butter and it would have got, it would have probably been a ten. Well, I think yeah. I had seen a tub of butter Oof. in my roll. A uh, tub? Yeah. No, just a smudge? No, oh, no, it's, uh, no, I never got any butter on it. There was like a flake <laughs> of butter on it or something. That so it just close, waved it. It was close Cooey! to the butter. All right, I should really be going on you. There, there we go. <laughs> Ah, so no, they were both five out of ten. Oh, good. Um, thank you, by the way, for everyone who does send us their uh, pictures now from this this leaker. I do quite, I do quite like reading some of them as well. But there's no much fear on on offer. To be fair, to be fair, fair, and um, it's expensive for us as well. It's more expensive for away fans. Yeah, it's cheaper to get in, but then they in that shitey van. They, they fleece us when we get there. Shitey bovril, uh, another shitey pair. <clears throat> Another. Shitey stadium, shitey pitch. Anyway. Another negative on Friday was the fact that I was sat in front of our mate Martin and uh, he must have mentioned Love Island a couple of times. Like oh, he's, he's a big fan. Oh, and uh, I think he was saying, I'm missing Love Island for this shit. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, we cannot be friends anymore. It's <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no right that. No, so you're under the bus again. The thing week. is as well, right? So you mentioned this in the Hagi after that uh, the shit show of the, the Arbroath game, right? And uh, and I'd said something to him about it and he says, oh, he says, no, no, this is no new. Eh? I've been watching this for the start. Yeah. Conversation over. Move on. And he didn't even say, look, oh, look the wife watches it. No, it's him. No, ah, he watches it. Yeah. Series record. Yeah, he was watching The Masked Singer the other night as well. Wasn't he? he th- I think he was. I think he actually might be the hedgehog. <laughs> to anybody that's seen that show. <laughs> I have I have not. <laughs> uh, right. Um, Friday they, night. Friday night's done. No man of the matches. Nobody was good enough. Okay. We need to improve. This Friday night. <laughs> we're going to win. Home to Inverness. We're going to win. On the TV. And the reason we're going to win is not because it's on the TV. It's because they have to win. Mm-hmm. Inverness have to get something so they're going to have to come at us and I hope and I think that that will suit us because mm. we struggle so much as most teams in, in world football do but we struggle when teams just defend, defend, defend when I, when opposition players and opposition teams come up against United and a point is a good result for them we tend to struggle but at Tanadice barring the last game against our broth we've been exceptional yes so I'm I'm quite confident for Friday night. If anyone could recommend a bar in Amsterdam that'll be showing the game, please do message us because that's where I'll be 
on a stag do this weekend. You'll be looking in Wendy's. Saturday, no on a Friday. If I've got a game, you know, I've got to kick the arse on the Friday night, watch a game, get absolutely um, half drunk. And then Saturday, I believe um, there might be some people in the group want to go window shopping. I don't know. Yes. No. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know what colour it is. I don't know where it is. There'll be lights as well. I and imagine. I'm clearly a lying bastard. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'm in Amsterdam at the weekend. So uh, the plan, certainly for uh, me and one of the other guys in the group, is to try and watch the game, mm. which will be eight o'clock in Amsterdam time. Uh, so it should only be a couple of pints in, I think. So it's a slightly later flight, I think. But anyway, that is that is certainly my plan. Nice one. And uh, if not, I will have notifications on. I will have group chats on. Probably muted. Who knows? Who's doing your job on Friday then? Uh, Stuart will be doing my job. They've done it the last time. So he's um, fully briefed. And uh, yeah, he'll be doing that. Uh, he will be picking the music. I'll let him pick it. So you'll probably get lots of 80s new romantic stuff. He's very much in his 80s stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and he likes a bit, I'm sure you'll hear bits of Jaran Jaran. I think you'll get a bit of, uh, maybe a bit of aha now and again. Sweet Lord. And Going back in time d- on Friday. Who knows? Who knows? I know. Um, the Inver- so you- Invernesians all feel right at home. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the, that's that. But uh, I have to agree with you. Inverness have to get something. Yeah. Um, and they haven't played for a couple of weeks. Uh, they're playing today. I think they're playing Rangers under 21s in that Biscuit Aff. Cup. Aff. Yeah, I'm sure that they're playing in the semi-final of that. Yeah, I mean, they, they sold a couple of players. They're <laughs> no laughing, Ronnie, okay? They sold two of their best defenders uh, in January there, called Donaldson. Hold it together, buddy. Hold it together. And uh, I think was it the other guy, McCart? Yeah, Tristan Johnson. Yeah, so they, they sold. Both of them got moved to the Premier League, by the way. Yeah. Both of them got uh, moves. What? Yeah. Oh, well, just shows you. Who knows? Just shows you. It does. It does. And they've also brought in Lewis Toshney. I'm not sure if they brought in anybody else. So I'm, I genuinely am. I'm not just saying it for the sake of saying it. I am quite confident that we should get a win. Plus, our record against Inverness recently is fairly good. Without touch wood, without jinxing it here, mm-hmm. uh, our recent record against them is very good. They're no relish coming to Tannadice having to get a result. Yeah. So, win that game in the league's one. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. Uh, what's been going on elsewhere then with uh, our reserves, our academy, and all that good stuff? Uh, a young reserves team went down 2-1 to St Mirren down in Paisley uh, last Tuesday, I think it was. The Saints led 1-0 at, at half-time before Logan Chalmers equalised at the start of the second half. Unfortunately for us, St Mirren then retook the lead in the match in the 71st minute and in hellish conditions they managed to hold on for the win. The reserves are next in action on Tuesday the 18th of February at half-past one at Witten Park. Their opponents are Greenick Morton. The women's team, it's it's been a bit of a shit show for the women's team so far due to the weather. Uh, so last week's match against Hamilton was postponed and their match this weekend against the Rangers has also been postponed. Uh, as we're sitting here recording this though, it's a glorious sunny day and the game was meant to be at North End Park so they've maybe made an error in postponing that game. Aff. Yes. 
Our very own Neve Guthrie uh, did, however, get some match action this weekend as she played for Scotland under-17s against Hungary. Unfortunately, the girls lost 2-0 with both goals coming in the first half. The under-16s and under-18s were down in Newcastle this past weekend to gain some valuable experience against players that they wouldn't normally come up against. The under-16s won 4-2 against Newcastle United with goals from Finn Malcolm, Lennon Walker, Cole Sharp and Ryan McInnes. Greg Petrie started the match for us and he is only 13 years old. The under-18s, meanwhile, drew one all against Newcastle United with Kai Fotheringham notching for us. The boys were on the front foot and pressing for the winner for the last 30 minutes, but they just couldn't snatch it. Rory McLeod and Stuart Heenan, both just 14 years of age, played a part in the match and both showed up well. I'm also happy to announce that youngsters Rory Allen, Craig Moore and Greg Petrie have all been called into the Scotland Under-15s training camp for later this month, so congratulations to all three lads. Also next weekend, a selection of under-10s and under-15s will be heading off to play Liverpool at their academy. This is part of the additional games programme which the Youth Development Board sponsor. The under-18s next game is at Witten Park next Friday against Inverness. It is a three o'clock kick-off. So obviously, other Inverness teams are coming down next week. The Loan Report. Cammy Smith played 75 minutes for Dundalk as they opened up their league campaign with a 1-0 win over Derry City. He apparently missed a sitter in the match, but out with that, he played very well. A few of our loanees were up against each other at Hamden Park on Saturday as Queen's Park beat Elgin City 2-0. Jake Davidson played the full 90 minutes for Queen's and was excellent. Adam King got 79 minutes under his belt alongside Jake and was also very good. Big Ross Graham was once again a standout at the back for Elgin, but he couldn't prevent his team losing. It's many thanks to Jeff Webb, once more, at Jeff D-U-F-C on Twitter for sending me the updates regarding Cammy Smith and the game at Hamden. Uh, Arbroath beat Queen of the South 2-0 at Gayfield, but Logan Chalmers wasn't even in the squad. What else are you doing with your Sunday morning if Jeff's denying your work? He's doing half my work. Cool. Half my work. Okay. Uh, so Chalmers. There was Nate Chalmers. Uh, and I, I think I texted you last night, like, it's a wee bit concerning that he's went on loan to Arbroath and he's not even getting a look in. Like, I think he was, he's, he was on the bench a couple of times. He's maybe come on once or twice, but he's you know he couldn't have played against us, so he couldn't play a couple of weeks ago. He's not even in the squad yesterday, although he did play for our reserves through the week, so unless he's picked up a knock in that. And no doubt I'll probably play on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. But uh, like the whole point of these boys going out on loan, you've they want, you've got to get them games. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed he can get some games in the coming weeks. Uh, Josh Donaldson never saw any action as the Civil Service Strollers match against East Kilbride was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Ah, shite team name. Correct. <laughs> shite place. <laughs> jokes, jokes. Sam Wardrop once again played the full 90 minutes for Dumbarton, but they lost 2-1 up at Montrose. Have they not lost every game for he went there? Come on Sam, finger out <laughs> Possibly, who knows Alison Jones was uh, once again started on the bench for Berwick Rangers As they were away to the Cumbernauld Colts Yes <laughs> He did get on in the second half But the match played out as a shitey drab nil-nil <laughs> Is that what the actual report said? Uh, it, was on, uh, it was on the Sunday Mail actually yeah. <laughs> Shitey and drab <laughs> um, Rumour Mill, what are we going to speak about? Uh, Try lists? Yes. What have you had? Uh, 
I've heard uh, Manuni Haddad has been on trial. I beg your pardon. <laughs> so you got for Valentine's Day? <laughs> your Nuni Haddad, what? <laughs> Just for if any of my parents are listening, there is nothing of being a dad to be concerned about. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was in about Manuni Haddad. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he's apparently the trialist that played in the reserve game. Yeah, Tunisian winger uh, yeah we've, we've got his name from a few of the newspapers that it was in uh, I can't say I've ever heard of the guy I know nothing of him he's quick apparently hope so and Robbie Nielsen confirmed that he's on trial and stuff mm. like that So I think he also mentioned that we try to bring him in in the summer mm. so there's obviously an interest from us to get a deal done if we've brought him back uh, so, so yeah it'll just be a kiss of watch that space it's so, so middle of February right he's got a week's trial and he shows up alright Where's the harm of giving him a deal at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you'd have to ask Mr. Ogren and his bank manager. Well, I mean, if he was throwing half a million at Dunfermline last week, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, I maybe. think he'd be all right. You I mean, might, he, might. they're welcome to throw half a million at us. We, could, we will not score the goals, but we will talk some shite. We will, yeah. We'll upgrade <laughs> the microphones, uh, the table, <laughs> tablecloth. You get a better rug. Oh, well, <laughs> well. I'm getting a better rug. Oh. I'm getting a second hand rug, but I'm getting a I'm getting a rug for a trap door. Okay. Because he I've heard this story. He was uh his told, wife changed their mind. Well, no, they'd bought a rug a wee while ago, but um uh welcome to Home Improvement, the Door Fox podcast. But uh, one day she came in on a I don't know, I don't know a rage and said, We're daying up the living room. So new sofa, new cabinets, new carpets, new rugs, uh so the rug was going spare. So he, being the mate he is, said, you can have my rug. Good. That'll suit you. And I said, okay. And he told his lovely wife this, and she went, you know, just fucking get him out of you. And he said, ah, um, so it's a free rug. Nice. I mean, I don't think it's wrong. It'll cost a couple of bottles of wine. I'm all right with that. That's all right. So yes, that that is another thing. So again, if there's any, if anybody wants to sponsor the podcast, or just help us out, mm. and our DMs are open, and that would be nice. Anybody but Hobbycraft. Yes, I'm no. Yeah, I'm I can't no believe posing. you put that photo up yesterday. On social media. <laughs> you, you can. That wasn't me, you prick. I never had anything to do with hobby craft. People, I, people copy me into the replies that they sent to you. They must, they must think I go there, and that to me is unacceptable. That's quite embarrassing. So, if anyone didn't see, uh, I was in the Kingsway Retail Park on Saturday in the pissing rain because hey, what else are you going to do? But didn't actually go to uh, hobby craft. I was in B&M. I don't mind B&M. It's a great shop. Honestly. Bargains. Great shop. Bargains galore. So um, that's where I went. Didn't go to Hobbycraft. That's where I went to Boots, B&M, and then went to see Bad Boys 3. Any good? I very much enjoyed it, yes. Good. It's nonsense though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Of course it is. Yeah. Not going to win any Oscars, but you'll, no. have, you'll have two hours of fun. No. No. I mean, didn't do at certain points. I'm... I'm Amazed, but uh, it was a good film. It, it kind of passed the time um, for Saturday, um, and there was no Manuni Haddad, so it was fine. Damn it! <laughs> you always want that at the end of it. Ah, uh, just a cuddle, be fine. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the rumor must took out. Well, these are rumors. Let's just of beyond all that garbage. Uh, yeah, so we've got a trial stint. Left winger wouldn't hurt. Because Peter Paul had spent all Friday trying to ban his right foot to cross it. Mm. And then I couldn't work out what foot he couldn't cross it with, because nothing went in the box. Yeah, he's he's 
He's not been in form. No. So yeah, if it's if it's something that's worth a worth a deal, why not? Yeah. I don't I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. No, I'd be on board with that as well. Mm. And that's it. There's been nothing else sort of flying about. I think we'll get to probably March, April, and we'll start. You know, the names for next season will start appearing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be nice if, like, March time, we get, oh, we've signed so and so on a pre contract mm-hmm. and so and so. It would be quite nice to get that. But in a minute, let's just get this League One confirmed and get out this shit league. Yeah, and get away from Alloa. Please. <laughs> yeah, get away from, uh, Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Cool. Can we move on? We can, yeah, because we've still got a few questions that we never got to last week. Yes, so but we'll, we'll... first, Oof. our guest this week is a Dundee United Hall of Famer who earned three winners' medals, four runners-up medals, as he made three uh, six hundred and eighty-eight appearances, scoring three goals. Not bad for a goalkeeper. Decent. It's more, more goals than Osman so scored for one. <laughs> Apparently he was a striker. <laughs> Apparently he was a striker. Our guest this week is none other than the goalie. Amish McAlpine, welcome to the Dode Fox podcast. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for uh, giving up some of your time. We're going to look back at your uh, illustrious United career, which is just the 20 years as it started way back. What's your uh, Before we get to that, what's your earliest footballing memory? Uh, just playing outside I stayed in, in, in Stewart just a wee village with the cars there and uh, council houses uh, there was a block of eight but there was a six there was a, a wee strip of grass out in front of you know between the houses at the opposite side and just kicking about there we were next door neighbours and the guys because there was a lot of kids around about that time just whenever somebody had a ball we were just kicking a ball about there and that was it plus the fact that the school play, playground uh, was like 100 yards from my back door uh, I could go through the back garden, cross a wee bit of waste ground, into the playground, and and play there. You know, because there was goals chopped up in one of the the the, the classroom walls, and the other one was the uh, the shelter. You know, I had a pillar yeah. for one post, and then the, the gable end was the other post, like you know, and had a roof on it. So you had a crossbar and two two posts and a crossbar, basically, like you know. So if there was so, any smash windies, it was you. No smash windies because all the windies had. Gravels on them, so <laughs> <laughs> just as well. Never <laughs> been honest. I think we're only, I think we're only one window uh, at the, the school end, but I had a, a big metal grill on uh, it, so there was no danger of breaking windies at the school anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, uh, how did you get started then in actual playing? It was actually uh, the local minister, Mister Daly, at the time. Um, there was quite a lot of the guys that were all we were all playing, you know, just mucking about and some a lot of the older boys my old man he used to help run a football team and some of the like, boys, boys older than me but a lot younger than him they would meet up after they would go to the pub on a Saturday and then we'd just go down to the either in the scale playground or an old tennis court up the road or down to the field down at the mains farm and you'd put jerseys down for goalposts and you would play in amongst all the cow shit and all this come out you swear aye, aye oh, I've just done it eh? <laughs> um, and, and you would just play there and then Mr. Daly, he said, oh, there's a squad here, do you fancy getting a, a team together? Yeah. Uh, and he organised a game against, it was Errol, and then in Vergowrie, where I eventually went to school. Um, and I mean, we were hopeless. Kind of but it was just a case of turning up, I love the side. Uh, we were at bad, I think, the first game against in Vergowrie. Um, I'd be 
maybe 12 at the time, before I went to sitting right anyway. Um, and it was like, nobody else wanted, nobody wanted to be in goal, so it was like, you let two in and you were out. So it was like, two in, two out. So boy, come to my turn, and we were getting beat about something like 14 nothing. Uh, I went in and only let in uh, two, and then they said, you better stay here, because I lasted the longest without letting a goal in, so you better stay in the goal, you're no bad. Ended up going to Embergary School, um, after that, after the summer holidays, and then somebody, one of the boys over there, says, Oh, you played against us here six weeks ago, or something like that. And they go, You want to play in the school team? I'm like, No, oh, well, I so that was it. Just started in the Ambergauri boys, uh, this Ambergauri school uh, team, and that was it. When you were at school, was there any thought actually for jobs or anything, or were you just enjoyed playing football and that was I just enjoyed playing football eh? yeah. yeah didn't enjoy being ach, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy being at the school but uh, it was alright school school was fine like, yeah. you know um, and as I said we, we played and Masha had a no bad football team at the time like you know uh, and all the well that was a secondary school all the secondary schools it was Persia that we were in Persia so although we were like five minutes for the Harris and Dundee we played all the Persia secondary schools and uh, we did alright with it against them like you know hmm. and then where, where did you go for there did you play would have been juniors stuff well no that? I went uh, for the school I played for the Invergary Boys Club um, which was next sort of they were, they were under 17s then under 18s I started playing for them and then I got asked to go to Butterburn uh, we played against Butterburn in a, in a game then he asked me what the score was or whatever uh, ended up I got a phone call uh, is Baxter Mitchell here who run Butterburn who were Unbelievably well organised at the time. Like he was a, he was a head truant officer in Dundee at the time. Um, so no wonder he had a good team. He had other boys who hated school, but liked playing football. He knew where to find them, and he got them all together. And no, I played a lot of truant at the school. I'll be honest with you, I didn't get away with that one. But uh, he had all these boys who were great football players, but dodged the school quite a fair bit. No, <laughs> no, no, a lot, no, most of them, but there was quite a few of them did that. So he got them up playing football mm. and, and we had a, Butterburn was, was the best team in Dundee at the time, you know, and Dundee had a lot of good under, well, I was, I started off, I went to under 18s, although I was 17 at the time. So I played in the under 18s as a 17 year old. We got to the final of the Scottish Boys Clubs uh, Cup, Scottish Cup, and then next year we went up to the 18s. Some of the older boys they had to leave, obviously, but most of my team went up oh. to play the 18s and we got to the final again, got beat again through in the West Coast, which is, you know, you go to the West Coast, doesn't matter where you are, you're always hiding to nothing, eh? Um, but we got beat twice. But, uh, well, exactly, you know, you're going there and, you know, you're playing against boys meant to be under 18 and these boys have got beards down there and slashing, you know. Playing on gravel pitches. And you're playing on gravel. I yeah. think we only played on one gravel, which wasn't quite so bad, like. But, uh, <laughs> so there for the, for the, there to Butterburn. Um, and then I was working in, in an office, uh, an accountant's office yeah. in Dundee. And uh, one of the boys come in and he says, here's. Um, George Fox, who was a director at the time, it was his accountant's office, and uh, he'd said to somebody he'd been asking, and, and he says, well, he, he's, he, he's a goalie, he plays football. Uh, so George Fox come through, he says, I, he says, I play for Butterburn. He says, our scout's been trying to find, find you. He says, we're needing a goalie for the night to play, I can't remember who it was against, um, at Tannerice. You know, he's been looking for you, because two or two goalies, it was Donald Mackay and Sandy Davey, they're both injured. Well, you play. I went. Oh, well, I've got him get my bits and whatever. Right. So I played there. Played another reserve game. Um, I think I was at Tannerice as well. Uh, and then it was close season. And then he asked me to sign. And how old are you then? 18, well, I was eighteen. I yeah. 18. You never went to football teams when you were nine, ten, yeah, eleven. Yeah, as a day now, which, 
I'm going to get stuck for it. I, I disagree with it. Um, because I think if you say to somebody, oh, you sign a wee kid at nine or ten year old and then you've got to release them when they're ten or twelve, you could really knock the stuff out of them, like, mm. you know? Um, mm. Because I think when they think they're signed, know them all, I think if you think they're signed for a team, they've made it, you know? But yeah. there's, a, there's a, a lot of stepping up today. You know? yeah, definitely. Uh, 1966 when you're uh, signed the summer we'll, correct we'll not talk about anything else that happened that year um, and then you started so you went into the reserves but you went out on loan as well was that just to get you first year well when I signed because um, you had two pretty good goalies there as you mentioned Donald and Sandy yeah um, I actually got loaned out to North End juniors because at the time if you signed a junior junior forum and then professional you could get reinstated if you didn't make it as a pro you could get reinstated straight back into juniors. Okay. If you didn't sign for a junior, junior team and you went for amateur to pro, it took you two years or something to get reinstated. Oh, really? There was some... some yeah. That's my phone in here, No, <laughs> nobody. Uh, nobody will answer anyway. Um, so you, you, I think it was a couple of years before you could get reinstated. So it made okay. sense to sign junior, you know, because if, if you got released after a certain time, you could go back and play... Junior league, yeah, you know, it's covering all bases. Um, so I, I, I played sign for North End, and it turned out I ended up playing for a whole season for North End. Mm. Um, I can't remember who the goalie was at the time, but asked me to play. And funny, there was about, I think there was three or four of the ex, but Teddy Andrews, Alec, um, Alec Anderson, the winger, Teddy Andrews inside right. Uh, there was another couple of boys played with Butterburn and stepped up at the time, like mm. you know. Um, and there were a lot of young boys, you know, Dennis Elder, Ian McNabb, who's no longer with us. They stepped up for, I think it was Dun Craig or something like that. Um, so it was a really young North End team that I played in, like, you know. Um, so it was it was decent, you know. What was it like going into a United dressing room with somebody like Sandy Davy at, yeah, at your age? Yeah, fine. I remember I was 18, mm. you know, so I wasn't a, nine, a 10 or a 14, 15 yeah, year old, you know, and um, you'd like to think that you're mature, although I'm still thinking I'm not mature, but sometimes, <laughs> but um, no, nah, it was okay. I mean, these boys welcomed you in, you know, and, and Sandy was always at the time, you know, he says, look, I'm trying to get away from here, so just you stick in. You'll, you know, because Donald Donald basically was the number one most of the time and Sandy was reserved. So a couple of times Sandy would say, look, no, play him because he's needing the experience and stuff like that, like, you know. Mm. Um, but he he knew, well, he was the one that was always wanting to get away. Um, so I was kind of always going to step up in his place, like, you uh, know. Hmm. Was it because, because the two of them were there, was it that why you went to Montrose? I went to Montrose, aye, because basically I wasn't getting a game every every week. And, and Montrose, I think, had come come knocking. Um, Archie Page, who was a goal at the time, worked in the pits. I think it was a sparky doing the pits in Fife. And he'd get injured. I don't know if it was in the pit or in a game. It was, wasn't that long into the start of the season. And uh, they said to me, look, Montrose are wanting you to go and play for it. be a good experience for you. We've got a game every week. Um, and I went, aye, fair, fair dues. And went to Montrose and it was it was fine, you know. Good education, you know, because you're playing, playing in a tough league, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Kerr was the manager that signed you. Yep. What's your memories of Jerry like? Jerry was fine. I um, just he went about his job quietly. Jerry, you know, he, he wasn't a great t- tactician or anything like that. He was. You would be going down to somewhere like say Air United. He would go down. Look, boys, just go out and play here. We always went down here. You know, it didn't matter if you had four or five bad results. You always went down here. Just go out and play. You know, and he'd be going to Hibs. 
look, just go out and do your best, but, you know, you'll probably get beat. I'm not saying anything like that, but, you know, we'll always find it hard down here, just go on. So, uh, But he knew a player, Jerry, he knew a player. He, mm. he wasn't, able, I wouldn't say he was what you would call, well, they went through one to the other, they went to wee gym. He wasn't so tactically astute as wee gym, you know? Mm. But, you know, he, he, was, he was kind of like, like a motivator, but no, I mean, he wasn't a real motivator, you know, he wasn't a, oh, come on, you do this. It was, he just went about his job dead quietly, you know? Yeah. Do you remember much of your debut? No. Nah. <laughs> was it over quite quickly? Because uh, when we, John Holt was on, he said, he was, tell, he was put in and it was just do a job. It didn't uh, matter how young, it was yeah. do a job. I can't... You played hard. So I think. I, I think. I think it was hard. Well, I was going to say I think it was hard to play. <laughs> yeah. um, and they, funny, they, they come into my my life quite a few times. Hard, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, didn't ask me the score. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't ask you how the game went. I've no idea. I could tell you about the other games because once the game was finished, as I said earlier on, once the game was finished, it was it was done. You know, you just wanted to go on with the next one. You know, mm. especially if you had a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was still even after your debut, it was still a couple of years um, for you in the reserves. Yeah. Did you feel you, you were getting better? But you you must have been itching by that point. You must be in your twenties, going, I need to play here. I think at the time, and right through my career, I think you were just glad that you were there, eh? Mm. Uh, you were glad that you were involved. It was something you enjoyed doing. You went to the training every day. Um, a squad of boys, men at the time, men, they were, they were, most of them were a lot older than me. You know, I played with Jimmy Briggs, Doug Smith, you know, uh, Dennis Gillespie, all the foreigners, Leonard Wang, Orion Person, Finn Dawson, Finn Seaman, Mons Berg, who was I spoke to earlier in the season there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there all that time, you know, F- Franny Monroe. Um, so they were all ex- very experienced and, and some brilliant players amongst them, like, you know. Mm. Uh, Tom Cairns mentioned that, like when they, they, the the um, Finn and all that come over. Who was the best at that time? And as in... As in that team you've just mentioned, Dennis Gillespie, now who's the best sort of then? Who did you hate facing in training? Anybody was up in front of you. I mean, Finn Dawson could score goals for fun, like, you know, and he was a big, strong lad, and, you know, he he, he didn't have pussy foot in front of goal. If he had a chance at goal, he would hit it as hard as hell as he could, you know. (laughs) Um, As most of the strikers did in these days, big, bustling centre forward um, and strikers. So, I mean, Finn Dawson could score score goals for fun, you know. So Louis uh, a teammate you hate on then. <laughs> I well, I didn't play a lot in the first team with him, but I, you know we played in practice matches against them and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, Donald left, and then you were the first choice keeper. It took you to nineteen seventy to get yeah, there, yeah. but uh, never looked back after that. Really, I uh, got my chance and 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 took it. Um, and was glad to stick. Yeah, mate. I mean, it's like everything else. You just you just took every game at a time, and Aye. it's an old cliche. But every game, just the next one was the most important, you know. And then uh, no long after that, Jim McLean. You mentioned him. He succeeded Jerry Kerr. What's the differences between those two? Well, night and day. Um, Jim came in as as coach for Dens. He came in as a coach, not as a manager. Obviously, Jerry was still the manager. He came in as a coach, and and right away his training was severe, intense. Different, um, even for the goalkeepers. I, I mean, he didn't do a lot. Obviously, he didn't have goalie coaches or mm. physios or psychologists or dietitians that they have now. Like, yeah. which anyway, um, you had your manager and you had your coach and your assistant coach, and and that was it. You know, mm. um, he just let you go on with that. But I did, I did all the training at the outfield 
players did as well. Um, I've been honest with you, I hated doing goalie work. <laughs> Sometimes it was hard getting up and doing and up and doing. I'll just run again. Um, but uh, I did, well, we all did, you know, other goalies did the hard training and then mm-hmm. you would go away and hit balls to each other and stuff like that. Although, you know, you were away at a site, you could kind of laugh about a wee bit at times and they'll kill yourself but you're already doing the hard work yeah. with the running about and all the exercises you were doing you know because mm-hmm. his training was training was very hard compared to what we'd had done um, it was it was hard and it proved in later life that that's that's what kept us going you know we were all we were very very fit even mm-hmm. though I would say myself I was fit for a goalie yeah. um, because I did most of it I was a bit slower than the rest of them but I still got there you know if you run to A to B you got for A to B yeah. uh, you didn't stop halfway you had to get you had to get to that line you know I was watching the SAS programme the other day you know I went Christ that was nearly as hard as me <laughs> 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 and he swore worse than he did <laughs> uh, probably uh, <laughs> Uh, but you're saying that as well but you've got to remember back then I mean there's none of the protection like goalkeeper kit gets you now no gloves the ball would have been an absolute nightmare oh, as well <laughs> I mean I'm no surprised you didn't want to throw yourself a bit of training yeah oh, oh, I mean some of the balls you had were, were just a nightmare you know they'd been they'd been fit balls for years and were they were out of shape and heavy as hell and uh, they got they, they did get better and you know um they got better, but some of them got worse. You know, they ended up going to these tango balls, and I hated them because they started to float about a wee bit, of, like you know. And yeah. you, you would go abroad and they would use them, and I just I didn't like them at all, you know. Um, and nowadays, I've never faced any of these things, but I've I've picked them up, and they're like balloons <laughs> that they're playing with now, you know. So yeah. um, I, they come at you a lot quicker now. But yeah. you see, you see players now they're they're flicking a the ball with outside of their foot or just touching it and it's going 20, 30 yards mm-hmm. of pace I mean you couldn't do that with the old ball no, and it's making like, keepers know? look silly yeah, all the time it as well. does you know you're saying why not catch it well, but it's coming at you yeah. pretty quick now like, oh, <laughs> come at you quick enough in these days but and at least it come, pretty, well. it, come at, come at you pretty true yeah. um, you know the old balls, they, but they were actually pretty true they did swerve a wee bit but no much and they had a decent cover on them but you know and then there was a time that they put this Slimy colour on them, cover on them, and you know the slid a bit out of place. That was my excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a lot of injuries back then? With I had a few hands and hands stuff. I had a few. Um, I played with Montrose at Dumbarton one day, Boghead, aptly named. Uh, cold, cold day, and I had a pair of these. It was green cotton gloves, and the boys would say, "That's your gardening gloves you've got on there." You know? <laughs> that was the first gloves that we ever got, like you know. And mm. uh, I went down to pick a ball up just outside, or just inside the box, and. God, I couldn't feel my hands and I stubbed it and the boy come in, hit the ball, hit my finger and I got rid of the ball and I went, I looked and I went, Christ, I've lost a finger. And I'm looking at my gloves in my right hand and I'm like, here's my pinky was, was dislocated and it had gone right across, it was lying, Ooh. it was lying right across the back of my hand and I'm going, I've not got a pinky, I've got a pinky. <laughs> uh, so fortunately, our manager at the time, Norrie Christie, was a physio at Stracathro. Hospital. So he come in the park. What is it? I says, Not I've lost the finger. I says, No, you're, no, you're dislocated. So he's walking off the park and he's got my hand and he's going, well, All right, we'll get you sorted out. He says, That's it back in. And I went, Eh? He says, ah, I've just put it back in place. My hands were that cold. I didn't feel it like, you know. So went in and straightened my finger up and taped the two of them together. Right, on you go. Get out in the park again. So that was it. That was about the only one in the hands, mm. uh, hands wise, but injuries to my leg, yeah, I done my cruciate ligament, I burst my calf muscle. Mm. Um, cartilage is not, excuse me, as normally. Yeah. Um, but uh, most of them are in my legs. Aye. And it was my left leg, and that was just a chocolate one. That was there to make up the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
going back to that then. So you're the first choice goalkeeper pretty much you know throughout the seventies. But Sandy Davy come back, mm-hmm. which uh, he'd been away. He comes back and then um, I think he was, was he, did he go to England? I think he, went, he went to Southampton. Yeah, yes. yeah. He went. There. He might have been elsewhere, but he was at Southampton. Yeah. And then um, he ended up being the number one, which was obviously for you being the number one. Yeah. And then, how, how does that come about? Are you told that, or are you just? Tell you're no picked on a Saturday. I must have been crap the week before and got dropped or something. I've been honest, I can't remember that much about it. I don't think he was there. Didn't he come back for very long? Because I can't remember no. being out of the first team for no, he wasn't for any team. any great time, like you know, whether it was through an injury or, or whatever. I haven't got a clue. Yeah. And I'm as I said, you've told you earlier on, ask about games. <laughs> <laughs> and see for something like that, would you have been would we Jim tell you you're no playing, or would you just find out on a Saturday you're then uh, not playing? <sighs> Sometimes it's because I imagine and, he'd just be really honest and say you've no been great. Ah, I, I, he always. T- to be fair, he always said he would get his goalies more chances than he would outfield players. An outfield player could have one bad game. He'd maybe pick him the next week. Maybe two bad, bad games. He probably wouldn't pick him. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know, always said he says that the goalie in possession will have a good, a fair crack at what you know, one strike, two strike, maybe three strikes yeah. are out, uh, three crap games in a row, then. You'd be in the bin, you know. Um, but you, so he was always fair that way, like you know. So you always realise if you were in, you were in for on as long as 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 long as you didn't make an arse of it, like I you know. know. Which goes back to the thing, like like even now, you know, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, nine times out of ten it costs a goal. So you can see you you need a wee bit. And plus, if you have a bad game, and it could be any keeper, and I think we've spoke about it before about the current keepers and whatever. They have a bad game. The worst thing you could probably do is no play them the next week. Yeah, I think it depends on how strong you are mm-hmm. mentally as well. You know, um, the thing is, you could go through. You could look back and look at look back at games at the time you're saying, "Christ, I made a mistake there. 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 I should have done this. Should have done that." And it's never cost a goal. Mm-hmm. And the fans or the manager, the players might have known, known that I've made a mistake, but the minute you throw one in. Boo boo, yeah. yeah. Dumpling, yeah. Mistake, yes. you know. And it could have been something else, you know. You know it was a mistake yourself, but before that, you've maybe made eight or nine, ten mistakes, mm-hmm. and they've no cost to goal. Nobody's known there were mistakes apart for you. Yeah. But the last thing you do about is worry about it. Yeah. You know, once you start worrying, oh, I've done that, I've done that, oh, bug of nerves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, a mental strength, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Some people it's done. What's done is done. You can't undo it. Yeah. Or, or you you couldn't undo it. You know. Yeah. Um, well, a striker could. If he missed one, he could take his next chance and his next chance. His next mm. chance. If I throw one in, I can, I can make a save. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, you're one 0 down or yes. two whatever. And I imagine most keepers have had the fear when they go to Gayfield on a December afternoon and the wind's blowing a hooli. <laughs> aye, there's, aye, there's, aye, Gayfield's not no the best places in a windy day Peter Head's not no the best but there's a lot of places you know the wind and stuff like that and then when they started to enclose close grounds in you go to Pitodri it was it closed in both ends yeah. you're thinking what way is this wind going it's coming this way but it's actually blowing back because it's going in there and it's coming back out again so it starts to swirl yeah. whereas you have an open end you know the wind's going one way and one way only mm-hmm. or across the park but when they started to enclose the grounds yeah. then you got this the swirl, you know, that was yeah. talked about the hand yeah. and swirl or whatever. You know, you got you got that 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 caused more hassle than anything than the straight downwind or upwind. You know, mm-hmm. did it ever really face you though? Did you did you ever did you overly think about it or 
Nah, you, you just had to position yourself a bit better. Like, you know, then they get, I tended to wander off my line because it was lonely standing back there. <laughs> All the boys running about up there and they speak and they'd be speaking to me. <laughs> so I tended to be off my line a fair bit, try to get involved in the game. But if they were shooting me the wind, you tried not to go as far up because obviously they could yeah. get over the top of you for 30, A sweeper yards, keeper but, before it was a sweeper Yeah, yeah but it was, it was just the fact that you were keeping keeping involved and you were you were keeping in touch with your centre-halves, your full-backs. And I always said to them, look, I shall come out and, and pick it up and I'll pass it out to you or I'll blit it in the crowd, whatever I think is the best idea. Mm. If I'm saving you 10 yards running back to get the ball and then running back up the park, I've saved you 20 yards. I'm standing there nothing most of the game anyway. Yeah. You know, so I've saved your legs 20 yards yeah. times, six times in the game, and I've saved your like legs 40, th- you know. So I'm saving them doing a bit of mm-hmm. shuttling back and forward. Um, so it was, it was just all part and parcel of the team. They knew what to expect, you know. Aye. Take us up, you're on about sort of getting involved in the game. How does Hamish McAlpine turn into the penalty taker? Nobody else wanted to do it. Um, we were, were sitting in... We were going through a bad run at the time? or Oh, I think if you look back, we had a bad run. Given um, the recent penalty of... Uh, uh, can you, can you still we... take them? <laughs> I couldn't still take them. No. <laughs> I'd, maybe get, I'd maybe get it to the, the line, but that'd be... <laughs> a, you know, um, they had a hostel in the ferry where all the, the boys from Edinburgh and Glasgow stayed. We Jim liked everybody to stay up, which was a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the boys didn't like it, but uh, it was good crack for them as well, you know. They were in yeah. there four nights a week or something. Um, and we were in the ferry and we used to go down there pre-match for a home game and get your scrambled eggs or whatever, and beans and toast or whatever. And then he would have a wee team talk and it, it come about that, look, we've missed three penalties in a row, who's wanting to take them? And everybody's sitting with their hands in their pockets and I'm going, well, maybe else is want to take one, I'll take one. So who'd have been in that dressing room at that time? <sighs> Jackie Copeland, Watty Smith. Um, I think that would be, I don't think Heggie would be playing, or Ralph wouldn't have been playing, and God rest his soul. Um, no, I'm trying to think. I think maybe Dougie, Dougie Smith would, Probably be still Dougie would still be playing. Andy Gray. Grazer might have been playing. He might have been away at that time. Raymond Stewart would be probably away. Just so you're talking a lot of. I'm just trying to get an, an idea of who. Well, Ray Stewart was yeah. really good at penalties. Yeah. Who's sitting there? No one to take a penalty. Yeah, from. I. Just, I find that amazing. You could look. You could look at the team. The first one I took was against Hibs at, at Tannadice, and it was in in the cup. Mm. Was it in the league? Oh, not Mark. It was against Hibs at Tyre yeah. Race anyway. Um, and I'm trying to think who was on, who would all be in that team. And I couldn't even tell you what year it is. Yeah. There you go. It's not that. It's just that when when the fans see the goalie yeah. coming up, going, "What?" Yeah, what but with what? Jim, with Jim McLean, like everything we know about Jim McLean now, and you'll know better than us. But for him to have a penalty taker that's the goalkeeper, I just find that amazing. <laughs> it's such a big uh, risk. He, 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 he didn't worry about it until I missed two against Area Night in the same game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I missed one at Ibrox, and then I missed one, missed one at Parkhead, and I went, uh uh-uh, uh, time's up. <laughs> so uh, what was that? Three, three, three out of six? Uh, something like that. that yeah, uh, yeah, I scored two against Hibs. I thought Jim MacArthur was a great goalie. I scored two against him. <laughs> Every time I see him, I say, Jim, you're my favourite goalie. <laughs> so when you miss two in the same game, how does that go down in the dressing room? I think we scored off, one off the rebound. Uh, I, I think we won about four one. It was mm. doing the area United, uh, and to be fair, I really shouldn't have been. I really shouldn't have been playing in that game because I'd done both my ankles, and I was strapped. My ankles are strapped up 
God knows how, you know, I mean, I can hardly move my mm. ankles. Um, and I really shouldn't have been on the park. Never mind taking like, the penalties. But uh, I took them and hit the crossbar twice. One come down and somebody scored. I think it was Alec Reid. Alec Reid would be playing. Um, I can't tell you. What's the panic like when you miss it, given you're now 90 yards for your goal? <laughs> I wasn't panicking, I saw the rest of the boys at the back. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying to myself, the ball got up there quick enough, also get there as quick as you can and, and, and hope, like, you know. But we had a, a, a plan that somebody would try and, I think it was Tommy, Tommy Dunn, there you go. Mm. I think Tommy Dunn had to go and try and stand in front of the goal, he saved it. He had to go and stand in, in front of him and bundle him into the net or yeah, something, like, you yeah. know, and give me a chance for, you know. <coughs> To get back in five minutes or something like that. But yeah. And you got well, you got a few there, but you also scored for Wraith. That was just for a kick out. That was for a kick out at uh, Kilmarnock. Mm. Was it Kilmarnock? Windy Day. It was Kilmarnock. That yeah. was Kilmarnock. That was Kilmarnock. And Kenneth, it wasn't even that a windy day. Yeah. Kilmarnock was the biggest pitch in Scotland at the time. Yeah. I think maybe apart from Lesser Hamden. Mm. Um I just got, got the ball in my hand and it was one of them bounced it half a dozen times and blew it up the park and it took one bounce, their goalie came out. And it bounced out of his head into the back of the net. Yeah. Um, and a funny story, a few years, good few years later, I was working for JTC delivering kitchens. So I was down outside Glasgow, between Glasgow and there, dropping off kitchens at uh, a wimpy site. And uh, I goes up to the site agent and I said, I've got a kitchen for plots, so and so on, kitchen for so and so on. And he says to me, You're a b- I can't say <laughs> <laughs> I went, What? He says, You heard? I says, what have I done? He says, my young lad was the goalie that day at Kilmarnock. You scored, ag- <laughs> scored against him. <laughs> and he started to laugh. He says, and he packed it in and joined the bowlers. <laughs> so uh, so it was, that, was a, that was a funny but sad story right now. Yeah, ended his career. Uh, ended his career. <laughs> I thought he probably had a better pension, pension in the Polish than he did. It would have been Kilmarnock. Uh, like, probably. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, I can imagine <laughs> it being there. Yeah. I, I'm assuming around that time, if, if um, you're in the 70s, around when we gyms around, are the, uh, the infamous McLean contracts on the table at this point? Oh, yeah. I, I was in a party to... The, the four year and the 17 year option. Um, I was a three year and 10 year option. <laughs> no, I was not the party that I was kind of older. Eh? It, was, okay. it was the younger ones that he brought through, you know, Big Davey and, and Holty and all these kind of boys that, that come through. And, you know, he was only safeguarding mm. the club. What he'd, yes. what he'd put into the club for early doors, all the hours and time spent looking at all the local boys. I mean, he must have seen about, I think on a Sunday, he must have seen about eight games on a Sunday for the youngest boys in the park right through him and Dougie Small, um, Doug Cowie, his two scouts, at, local scouts at the time, and he scouts through in the West Coast as well. So he'd go way through there and look at players that were recommended to him as well, you know. So um, he, was only, he was only sort of safeguarding or the time and efforts that he'd put into them mm. and, and the trust that he'd put into the, the, the scouts, you know, yeah. and obviously his decision to sign them. And mm. thinking, here, wait, wait a minute, they're good, they could be good for us and they're young lads now, but if they all come through together, it's things Bingo. things things could be looking up, yeah. you know? And it proved it was the right thing. Fergie did exactly the same at Aberdeen and it proved the right thing. Mm. He did the same at Man United, proved it the right thing. Because they had a fantastic spell with Beckhams and Nevilles and, you know, these kind of guys, Nicky Butts. They all come through the youth team together. Gigs. He had a Mm -hmm. nucleus of players, and all he did was bring in one, bring in two, and added to what 
What you already they all knew. They yeah. all knew each other's game inside it. See, for those guys that they went to see like at the weekend, would they then start to appear at training like on trial or stuff would, like that? Yeah, he'd bring them in probably school holidays and mm. stuff like that. Like you know, um, he might have brought them in part time a couple of nights a week. I don't know. Mm. I was full time at half. You know, I mean, he had he had Derek Harris and, and Derek Stark were were part time. Watty Smith would be in, in training them, or Graham Lowe would be in training now. Whether he had them in doing a wee bit with them, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but he would he would certainly be looking at them playing games and then trying to organise games for them, like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. He, it's right. He, he kind of done everything. The club didn't. He watched yeah. games. He signed players. Right. He'd, he'd, yeah. he'd whatever. He would do yeah. it all. Andy McLaren said to us as well that he would, when he was a youngster signed, Jim McLean would turn up at training like a Thursday night and oh, says yeah. you just saw the level go up. Yeah. As soon as oh, you yeah. saw his car, yeah. the level in training yeah. went yeah, up yeah. just yeah. because of that. Yeah. Which is. Oh, you knew you couldn't get away with anything. Eh? Mm-hmm. He didn't, he, he didn't, didn't suffer fools gladly. Like, you know, I mean, you had to be there or thereabouts. You know, to be right on your metal most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, there was times that you had a laugh at training, but when it was down to serious stuff, it was serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, he also but, said he also tells the story that a player come in and said I've signed a, a four year contract with an option for another four years, but I'll not take the option. And he went, that's not your option. <laughs> you've you've no got no, you didn't have the, you didn't have the option. Like you know, I mean, yeah. well, when I signed, I think it was a a year's contract or two years contract with a year's option, and the option was only available at the club. Mm. You know, if they wanted to release you after a year or two years, yeah. they release you. So you can just say, well, I'll take my, years up, my year or two years option up. That wasn't it. They changed it all then, you know, I mean, all this Bosman stuff. And yeah. I, I mean, that was, I think that was one of the bad things about football uh, or the modern day football was the Bosman thing ruined it. It put the power so much more back into the player side. I mean, I'm no jealous as a fact that anything like that, you know, mm. that, that, but didn't have the option that you could walk away and then say, yeah. "Well, I'm, I'll sign a pre-contract agreement with somebody at Christmas." Now, to me, to me, I think that is absolutely mental. Can't believe that clubs have sat back and allowed that to happen. Yeah. Hmm. That somebody could come to your player halfway th- through the first half of the season and say, "I want to sign you at Christmas time." Are you interested? Hello, somebody's going to double or treble or quadruple your wages. Yeah, you're going to have to think about it. You know, so what's your performance going to be for the team that you're playing for? I just think it's a, a an absolute mental case at clubs allow that. You know, mm. well look what happened to United, and that was just a, a fantastic instance. Mackay Stevens, Jeff Day, Stuart Armstrong, three of them went to Celtic. Yeah, yeah. United were doing alright at the time. <laughs> yeah, and the ball played power, wasn't it? A wee and bit, a wee the, bit of that. The, and, the, and then the, the, well, <laughs> it was money. It was money power at the end of the day. They could walk away for nothing. Yeah, basically. I think with the pre-contracts, like. I th- I, you kind of accept it as a part and parcel of the, f- the game these days, no, but yeah. it sticks in my throat when you could sign pre-contracts with other teams in the same league. Know, like if just... somebody's going down south or somebody's going to a different league, yeah. I, I don't have an issue with that as much. But if you're going for like United to Motherwell and they're both in the same league or something, mm. that doesn't sit I still very think well it's... with me. I still think it's wrong. Me personally, I think mm. you shouldn't be. I think if you're signing for a year, you're signing for a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be even allowed to speak to somebody. Mm. Until uh, that, until your contract, until your contracts, yeah. until the season's finished. Yeah, you know that's I, that's my personal opinion. But I'm I'm maybe old fashioned in it. But I just think a lot of players, some players, when they give a toss, they would just play to their their best their ability for yeah. whatever whatever money they're getting. Um, but you can't you can blame players if you're thinking, well, I'm going to make a quadruple wages here. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to go into a tackle and get hurt that might and risk cause that. that. Yeah, no, it happened. No, you don't. You, you don't blame them. Um, so. That's that's the one, and the other boys would just go in and day anyway. Yeah. Um, but 
That's as you know, I'm old fashioned. I just disagree with it. I don't, you know, totally. Mm. Thing is, you're at United like twenty years. You must have signed some amount of contracts, <laughs> or was it just this rolling? No, I didn't, it was just a rolling option. <laughs> you got a bit of paper and say, "There you go." I said, uh, "Can I read it?" Oh, well, you can see that you're you're getting sixty quid a week. I can. I was I was getting seventy pound last year. You only get sixty pound this year. Sign it. Ah, but can I not? No, you can't. You just sign it, and that was your. That was it. You know, you're no agents. You'd need the, need the coming and going. Well, wait a minute here. You know, he's getting there. And the, the the same old story. He's getting forty five pound in, in pre season, and yeah. I'm only getting thirty. She's well, he's, he's no better player than me in pre-season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's game, so why is he getting more than me? So yeah. there was that, that was an, an old one, but uh, <clears throat> it, it was just the fact that I, I think probably a long time, I think it was a two-year contract, a year option, mm-hmm. and that was about how, it. How did, the, how did the bonus thing work then for you guys on the, the basic that it was? It was kind of, the more games you won, the bigger it got, or was it just collected? Oh, no, I didn't always work at that. Um <sighs> First game of the season, you would maybe come in and say, right, you've got Motherwell. Uh, you'll be on uh, £200 to win, but you'll get £75 for a draw. Next game, you can maybe, your next three games could be Aberdeen, Rangers and Hearts. Three, uh, two bigger teams, you know. So, right, okay, we've got the next three games are Aberdeen, Rangers, Hearts. Uh, you'll be on £100 a point. Right, so you're on two hundred pound, two hundred pound, two hundred pound. If you if you win the game, mm. but if you get, if you win the three of them, you'll get an extra two hundred pound. Mm. If you get five points out of six, you'll get an extra whatever. If you get four out of six, you'll get whatever. So there were always we we twists on it, you know. Um, so you to keep thinking, you know. I mean, a draw wasn't a draw wasn't any good because our, our wages were the, the lowest wages in any in the leagues. Yeah. You know, Dundee got relegated the, the first year, and it could have been us easily. Um, their wages, basic wages, were better than ours. They were in the first division; we were in the championship, but their basic was higher. Mm-hmm. But our bonuses were brilliant. You had to win to get them. Uh, yeah. And that would have been everyone got the same bonus. Everybody, everybody got the same bonus, yeah, yeah. Um, apart from there is, you know, the, the subbies, it was a bone of contention with me as well. The subbies wouldn't get the full bonus if he says it like they're not contributed. So I mean, but they've contributed, they're, they're there, they're ready to come on. You've uh, picked them in the same the team. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I always fought with Jackie Coatman, what I always fought with him to say, look, but they're, they're part of the team. If you bring, bring a young boy in, you've got to make them feel part of this yeah. that are anyway you know mm-hmm. so somebody they might have to come on after five minutes you know um, and what would it be one sub two sub it well it was not and then it was one and then it was, it was two like you know um, and some you know if you didn't if they didn't come on they wouldn't get the full bonus mm. they'd maybe only get you'd maybe only get them half the bonus or three quarters of the bonus you know ah, but if I gave them that they'll just be quite happy sitting on the bench so that was his Okay. Way of thinking, you know, they're quite happy. If I put them on, he's, he'd be quite happy sitting there all the time and no want to go on, you know. Everybody's wanting to go on, everybody's wanting to play, aren't they, you know. Um, but if you're running the games, five, ten minutes to, excuse me, five or ten minutes to go, say to somebody, well, some of the boys run, oh, got a wee knock here, got a subby, you know, and somebody would get, get on, so you would have to buy, buy them the full bonus. Uh, so yeah. it, there was a wee bit of jiggery pokery in, in that way, but no a lot, but you to try and make these boys feel yeah, yeah part of it because we're, we're yeah. not part of it everybody was part of it mm-hmm. you know because a lot of the teams back then it's been well mentioned that you know, the players that were playing maybe nine out the 
14 or something would probably play about 50, 60 games. Oh, aye, aye, you know? yeah, yeah. No miss a game. Yeah, yeah. which is given now when it's all like that and back then with the pitches you were playing on. They're all saying they're tired. That's, that's what you're getting paid for. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you're paid to play football. Yeah. You're not played to run around the park. But I, the training now is all different. As I said, they've got dietitians yeah. and psychologists. And given the training and you guys are getting put through. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> they should be mud, mud baths and, and like, stuff like, like that. They're you know? saying these days that they're more tired, but yeah. they should be fit. Of course they are. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, their bodies are temples now, so yeah. real. <laughs> like Buddhas. But, Definitely. Um, but, no, it's... Uh, it's one of those things. I, oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't swap it. I wouldn't swap it no. for the world. And I ask, I ask any of the boys, need to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy being playing now. I think they're all mercenaries now. You know, they're all... It is a short career. They're, they're getting decent money. They're not all getting... 250 grand a week or 300 grand a week that's nonsense you know Um, and uh, and there's no jealousy in that by any way at all like you know so you're on with Jim McLean there and and all the kind of the contracts and whatever else but you're the number one at the club I just need to take you to 1979-80 yeah a wee bit of a far out with him and John Holt was keen for you to tell with the story about Japan because he wouldn't tell her <laughs> Botland bastards. <laughs> he wouldn't tell us the story. It was yours to tell. It was. It was. It was, it was quite easy. It was quite easy for it. I felt like we're nearly every week about something. We, we were on Japan in a pre-season tour, um, and we were playing this team. It was meant to be just a team of like, amateurs or whatever it was. We learned later. I think it was a. A Japan under twenty one team or something like that, and we all had our set things we did at corner kicks and things. So it was corner kicks, and they just kept hitting it into the front post. And I, mean, I was taking the middle, and Holtley would take the front six yard box. George Fleming would be on the front post. Frank would be on the back post. Davy, whatever. Can everybody had their jobs today, and the boy kept hitting it into the front post, and the wee boy kept nicking in. They didn't score it off it, but it was it was dangerous, like you know. So I was wanting Holtley to come back a bit nearer the post. And then attack the ball out the way rather than having to come in or or George to go off the post. And it was one of them that were good. I was like, Holtley, you come in two yards. It's only a wee bit. It's just a stoop doing. If it's coming in front of the front post, either out back out for a corner or whatever. You can hump it up the park if it's the other way. So he'd said something at half time about positions. And I went, no. I said, I'm seeing what's happening. I want Holtley to be in there and attack it out the way. And this is after we'd played them went out and had a few beers at night come back we're out training the next day and it was just having a wee kick about and then he put us into the centre circle of the park and he was talking about this I said no I'm in here I'm in in charge of this I I want him to be there and there you'll do what I fucking tell you I'm sorry that's fine don't worry you'll do what I fucking tell you I'm going like I says, I'm seeing what's happening you're you're in the dugout you're not really seeing what's happening there's a big gap there the boy's coming in between it it's a mixed match you know It's, it's to me it's the done thing he's I should be organising him. I'm the manager. What I say is go. Now you boys are boys are probably too young to remember Freddie Starr. I can't Freddie Starr. You're just you're just looking I am I've heard of Freddie Starr. Paul's got a few year on me, so Fre- Freddie Starr, comedian, right? Yes. Well he did this that you can't do it now, because it's no PC. This yeah. is what Morris and Holt here tell me now, you can't do this. He used to come out with a pair of wellies can they tap turned down. <laughs> 
in a German hat on <laughs> and used to do the salute. Hitler, Aye. right? So I just turned around and goes, and I'm fucking raging by this time. I'm going, see you, all you need is a fucking Hitler hat and a pair of wellies. <laughs> Thinking of Freddie Star. <laughs> oh, steam, beep, 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 coming out the ears, you know. So that was, that was So then it, it comes down. He said something to George Fleming. George Fleming says, aye, but he, George was agreeing with me. Yeah. We Jim thinks George is agreeing with him. <laughs> right. Oh, fuck, there it is. So we're back in the hotel. We're up on the roof of the hotel, lying about, faffing about. Andy Dixon come up and says, Manager just spoke to me. He says, You've got to pack your bags, you're going him. <laughs> I went, I'll wait. <laughs> he says, he's adamant, you've just to pack your bags and go home. I says, well, go back and tell him to come up and tell me he's sell. You'll not do that. Because you can't have it as just fucking banjo. <laughs> You'll not do that. So, fucking, I'm all right, all right. So, I goes and packs my bags. and says, what, what are you doing? I says, getting sent him. I'm like, oh, you're joking. Go and speak to him. I says, no, I'm not be speaking to him. I says, I said that. It was, it's what came out of my mouth at the time. But I still think, I'm there, I should be, Organising what's three yards for me, yeah. he's 65 yards for the area. Can I were right, you're right enough. But I said, Well, you go fucking tell him that. Oh, what's that? Anyway, so the wee Japanese boy who's interpreter and organising the tour, he's at the front of me, gets my bag and uh, you have to go to the airport. And I went, Yes. He says, well, Why are you going home? I says, Well, I had an argument with the manager. Uh, He's sending me home. He goes, you're a very fine man. He says, I don't like the little bastard either, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, this is true. In Jamal, you did. He said, we get to the airport, I just get my bag. And he says, oh, one minute. And he goes, and we'll, we've all got ASICs, you know, the ASICs trainers yeah. and boots and a whole doll and tracky yeah. bottoms, you know, it was, it was all the best of gear, eh? Oh, I'll give you this. So he gave you an ASICs whole doll with a tracky, trackies in it. Trainers, football bits, you, know, you take that for me. He says, I like you. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a long journey for Japan back home for, on my own. What the hell of a trip that was. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming it wasn't a direct flight. <laughs> no, with the stop with the stop in Russia or somewhere near Russia. I, I remember trying to get a cold beer. Out of the, we got off and changed planes or we did the refuel. Did something. I remember getting off and trying to get into a, a big cold uh, drinks cabinet like yeah. you know to get a cold beer and I'm, I'm at the and, th- and this big Russian female security guard oh no no you take that I'm says no I want to get cold no you take that when I went hey, alright I'm not going to argue with you like, <laughs> try to get a cold beer at the back but um, that wasn't very, it wasn't very pleasant so essentially uh, John Holt's an accomplice in all this uh, yeah but no George I'm blaming I'm not blaming Holtley I'm blaming I'm, I'm blaming George Fleming oh brilliant brilliant but he, he, he definitely bottled telling us that he said you had to tell us so yes um, and I, was at this time Peter Bonetti come in yeah and yeah. was it because of Japan that led to it or yeah yeah ah you didn't have a go didn't you have a I think Andy was Andy Graham and I'm so assuming you were John Gardner. I, I don't know who I can't remember who so was. You, were you just shunted to the side? Oh, I, I didn't come back. I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're suspended. That was me. Okay. So, oh man, it was close season. Yes, but that was it. So, then he come back. You're no wages, suspended, nothing. You know, couldn't do nothing about it. Nice. But you got your place back. Good. Eventually, so, I, yeah, do, yeah. Do you then need a kissing makeup or more? Do you just need? A... There was no kissing. 
No, <laughs> I categorically say there's definitely any kissing. Um, I, I, I was just, I was just at the golf course and played cricket, and um, I remember I was playing golf at Kerrymuir on the Saturday. I think they went to Morton, mm-hmm. and they got they got beat. I don't know what that was. They'd lost a few goals anyway, um, and they were due to go to Anderlecht. That must have been the first. That must have been the first leg of yeah. the cup. Eh? They're due to go to Anderlecht. And uh, I'd come back. No, I, he'd, he'd, he'd spoken to me the week before. He says, could we have a meeting? I says, aye, yeah, okay. I says, but I'll tell you right now, before the meeting, I'll not be apologising. I stand by with what I'm saying. To this day, I'll not be giving you an apology. And I'm not expecting an apology for you, I says to him. Right, okay. Right, well, I agree to differ then. I says, aye, fine, fair, do such. I'm fine, quite happy. That was about the Thursday. Wednesday so they're playing Dundee Reserves on the Friday night he says you want to play I says well aye I've not done anything but yeah, I can stand in the goal and do something eh? so I played against Dundee Reserves on the Friday night I think they'd went to, they must have went to Morton on the Saturday and I was playing I was playing golf uh, in the subbies and the days I think uh, and then Saturday night, she gets a phone call. Right, we're going to Belgium, play Anderlecht. And then he just pulls me aside on the Sunday and going to the flight. He says, uh, "How do you think about playing on Wednesday?" And you've still not trained. I hadn't played. I hadn't played trained. No, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was. <coughs> I'm sure it was just the one reserve game I played. I. Um, I might be wrong, but you could check up on it. But I have a funny feeling that I hadn't played. Um, he says, "How do you fancy playing?" On Wednesday, I says, Hi, do you want me to play? I'm asking you. I says, Hi, I'll play. So, played, made the goal for Frank. What a goal he scored. God rest your soul, Frank. What a fucking player you were, by yeah. the way. Uh, and a great Sweet. gentleman. Um, and we won that, and then the rest yesterday. It's amazing. It's just. It's... But, but all we wanted today, we, we're not the same. We just yeah. wanted to play. Eh? Yeah. There's, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. But then, but then you know any better? No. No, would I'm assuming in the kind of going through when he's appointed because it's we're going to touch on now on the the, the cup wins and the league win and stuff, but was he installing a winning mentality with the way he was and what he was in? Or was it just maybe a frustration around some things that we just never got there until well the league cup finals then obviously yeah and, you know you know I say never ever said look. You were good, or I think I heard them maybe saying twice by the way, by the way, boys, you weren't bad. Eh? I never heard them saying by that. You're brilliant. <laughs> you weren't bad. Um, <laughs> you uh, uh, never see you weren't you were weren't bad, but there would mm. always be a but at the end. Yeah. Or you would have a but to say to somebody, you could have done better. Your crossing could have been better. Your you know, whatever. There was always a a wee dig, and, and it was to make you think, oh, fucking all, you know. When you come in at half, just to come in at half time, and he would slaughter somebody, and we're sitting going. Fuck his skin, I'm stuck. I thought he was not too bad. He's been jaded. But he was looking for a better reaction for whoever he was slagging, eh? But at the time, you're thinking, he's at he's the wrong game. You know, on you go, keep slagging because it'll be my turn next and whatever. Like, you know? And you'd be ranting and raving, he'd be ranting and raving at you, and you'd be going, ah! And then Bannon would just, but I don't think so. And you know, <laughs> when you go, I mean, you keep speaking, the referee would be charming at the door, and I'd be, well, you know. Um, but until you win something, you didn't didn't realise how good you're at. You know, you you knew how 
how well you played against some of the teams, but it was a consistency. It was always, you know, it was always going and getting beat for this, getting the stupid results, like, you know. Uh, and we never feared going to Ibrox or Parkhead or Aberdeen. Or, you know, he never never panicked. So, you know, mm. oh, fuck, we're going to struggle here tonight. You know, yeah. we always felt confident that we could could go and give all these boys a game, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, well, 1979, League Cup final against Aberdeen at Hamden. It was a nil-nil, but then we get a wee replay at yeah. Dens. yeah. Which was a sensible decision to, to do that, like you yes. know, and I think being honest with you, I think both teams would have been happy to go to Dens in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but SFA being there, yeah, well, I remember against Aberdeen, the replay was on the Wednesday yeah. again, 94 yeah. when Jimmy Mark scored, and yeah. I was like, There's nobody here, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. of it, but uh, no, no, in the foot in the um. The game first game was an on event, wasn't it? Basically, I think I know I remember a lot of it, but I think it wasn't much mm. much in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, and then the replay three 0 Luggy scored, didn't he? Yeah, he did he had a couple. Yep, Willie, scored two. Willie P, did he? Mm-hmm. Scored. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, um, first cup in the the history. You've been part of it. It's part of the thing. Massive achievement for you personally. Yeah, I. I didn't think personally. I just think it's a team. Eh? It's. It's all the boys that you've been involved with for mm-hmm. for the whole season and and the seasons gone by. You know, I mean, it was a it was a long kind of long build up for that, like. But um, no, you, you just as I say, you win a cup in euphoria, but then you've got a game the next week and you just go on with it. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a time then when the season finished or or were the the tours happening then? Because we spoke to Tom Cairns about it, and it was like the season would finish and you disappear to America for four weeks to play and you yeah. the Japan thing. So yeah. when do you enjoy going? We've just won the League Cup, you know. It's like it's just you knew it was part of. There was quite a there was quite a longish close season in the time, like you know. It mm. seemed to be like an eight week tour. Now it seems to just drag on and on and on. Eh? Yeah. I mean, it's, it gets closer and closer. But yeah, the eight weeks. So if you if you were away doing a pre season tour for ten days or a fortnight, when I mean, we went to Germany the year before when we won the league, uh, you're there for maybe ten days. Mm. You're getting fit. It's, it's all part and parcel of your your education. You're you're training in a different environment. You're all away. You're living together. So again, it's a camaraderie yeah. kind of thing. Like you know, um, playing games, training, and you know, bit warm weather, decent decent conditions. Mm. Um, Good pitches. But the, plus the fact that you're having a laugh with your boys. You know, you know, here at home, and then you're going away back, back, and you're going out with your mates or or whatever. Or you know, you're you're there. You're in the hotel. Mm. So you, you are. You're living. You're living. Loving well, right enough, yeah. eh? And uh, you maybe let you out for a beer as well, which was fine. But but you were training, but you were training hard. You know, you yeah. trained every day, or you were playing uh, every second or third day. Uh, you you mentioned injuries before. And we're on about it was around about the time you done your calf. It's quite a bad calf injury, wasn't it? I burst my main artery into my calf. I playing at Ibrox, um, up for a cross, and I think I caught it um, for a change. Everybody would tell you. And as I landed, I think it was Gregor Stevens just coming at the back of me, and just as I landed. His toe, his boot, I think, caught me in the calf. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a Gregor Stevens tackle, and it wasn't a scythe in half. You know, I mean, he's not coming to smash me. I think he's just. I spoke to a surgeon. He says you were so unlucky. He says when you landed, the pressure on your calf was great, and him kicking it in a spot that you wouldn't, you know, think it was just so unlucky and it burst my main uh, artery into my calf um, and, and I had to go and get an operation and stuff like that so that put me for a wee while but fortunately it was only two or three games for the end of the season so I had the whole mm. whole pre-season to get fit Aye. Um, still play golf 
I, I still played golf. <laughs> I come back and played football with a shin pad at the back of it just to protect it for a couple of games. And, um, it's not very bonny. <laughs> oh, uh. well, it's a mess, isn't it? Uh, mess. Well, the calf was... Blood vessel was burst. Aye. And the blood was just going into my leg, right down at my ankle, because your ankle pumps it back up again. Mm. So it couldn't, because it was burst. So I was out, out at night, I was out with the artist and the wives... And I was saying, my foot is killing me. And I rolled up my leg and I looked at my foot and it was like, <laughs> went, oh, can I take my shoe off? Because it's never going to get back on again. We better get back. So we're in St. Andrews and come back. And then I was in my bed and I went, I better phone Andy Dixon. I was back at 12 in the morning. Andy, I says, my leg's gone. Could you get yourself into nine miles at the time? Mm. Aye, I'll get you in there. So he comes in and meets me there and the doctors are, Right, okay, live. Could you, could you elevate your leg? I went, no, I can't elevate my leg. It's if it's down the bottom of the, the leg, and it was in one of these beds, gave me the, the sides. You know, <laughs> I've got the sides, I'm not going. Could you let? I says, no, I'm telling you, leave it, leave it down there. It's the only way I can get at least any pressure. And I've got hard of the, I've got hard of the bars, and they keep saying, could you? I said, no, you leave my leg alone, and I'm bending the bars, and I'm just like, like sail, just leave us eh? So eventually, uh, they had a couple of folk look at it, and uh, boy, coming, oh, he says, I know what's wrong. So just got them get operated uh, on, like you know. Did so, you finish uh, that game then when you injured it? I think I think I finished it. I think I strapped. I think they just strapped it up, but it didn't get any time, you know. Um, Adrenaline and just played it. Unbelievable! But got that done, so unbelievable. Uh, and obviously the league cup retained. Yep. Following year, yeah, again at the end. Yeah. and you lifted the trophy. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Heggy asked yeah, you to step up. Heggy said to me, "Right, you go and get that." I said, "Heggy, you're the captain." No, no, you got the boys are saying you've got. Mm. So. Just, that must have been I, a nice was, feeling. It was, I, I was a surprise, a pleasant feeling, and one that, again, if I'd have been cut, I probably never thought about it. Yeah. To date to somebody else, I was just going to lift the cup, but yeah. for them to date to me, yeah, I mean, obviously they knew, touch of class. they knew I was on my way out anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> no dying, but uh, no, it was a, it was a great, uh, it was a great honour for them to do that for me, like you know. Yeah, brilliant. Is there anything sweeter than a derby win, especially uh, in a cup final? Yeah, know, a shot out. Yeah, it, it's, it's not bad. At the end of the day, a win's a win, eh? Yeah. It doesn't matter who you beat, you know. It's, and I'm no, I'm no lucky. I, I mean, I love. Doesn't matter who you win, you just love beating them, eh? Mm. Um, but uh, it's, it was just another game, and, yeah. and they keep keep saying it, and the boys will just say exactly the same to you, you know. Well, you, you mentioned before we start recording, you said it was your job. It was your a job. job was to go football yeah. matches. What a great job! Mm-hmm. I didn't realise. I think we realised how good it was, but you know, I mean, it was we'd, we've just got on, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was good. It was good partner. And then with the cups, finally the the league gets yeah, won. Yeah. And in, uh, in eighty three, which for uh, Paul was just a, a young and I was only I wasn't even one at the time. So for me, it's it's one of those. Any time I've watched the back and you just see the clips and you just thought, what a day! Yeah. What a day! And what a team! Mm. as well for the teammates you've done it with yeah well. I mean phenomenal. again it was it was the nucleus of the team had just continued they'd on all, they'd all come through you know mm-hmm. um, you know we'd lost one or two but we'd, we'd gain one or two um, but it was still a nucleus of the same side that I'd, I'd I'd done well in the two previous years you know with the two cups mm-hmm. you know did you were you always confident on the day that they were going to do it yeah again I, I never went I never really went into a game 
worrying about a game or anything like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he just just went out and, and played. You know, and it's an easy thing to say, but we did. You know, mm-hmm. we never went out and. I mean, being honest with you, the last the last ten minutes was was nerve wracking, and that was the only time I ever thought, Christ, we could win this. Yeah, you know, and I kept shouting to the dugout. Long ago, long ago, long ago, and nobody was paying attention. They were all like, oh, get Long ago, and I'm like, get the ball, we get it up the park, get it, get it, get it away from me. Long ago, long ago, like you know. And then I looked over, and at the side of the the the, the tunnel, when you come out of the the stand onto the pitch, there's this massive big frigging clock, and it had been there for years. He'd never seen it. I'd never seen it. <laughs> I'd been there for years. And after I'd seen it, I went, that's been there for years. It was a massive <laughs> And I'm screaming at them. And I'm raging at nobody's looking at me to say, two minutes, three minutes, or get up here, whatever. <laughs> I just get it away from me. Like, you know, and I see this clock and it was like, <laughs> and uh, final whistle, it was like, whew, relief, you know. What would yeah. you feel like a Ralphie's goal? I, I mean, class. I mean, he was always... He, he was always like he was the only one in the park that could have scored that. Mm. It was he was the only one in the park that would have tried it. Mm-hmm. I never seen him play. How good was he? Exceptional. <coughs> At times. Ralph could play. If Ralph wanted to play, he could play. And at times Ralph and he, he probably would admit it later on, Ralph didn't give his best a lot of the times. Mm. But that was just Ralph, eh? Mm. There was other players, a lot of players were like that, just, they got through games. But he had exceptional talent that when he did turn it on, he could turn it on. Mm. You know, he put the afterburners on and away. Mm-hmm. And the amount of goals he could score, he, he was very clever with the boy at his feet and he was a confident laddie, you know, uh, in front of a goal game, in, in front of, and I mean, he wasn't a main striker, but the amount of times he was through, if he was through on the keeper, you would bet him nine times out of ten to score. Mm. Either foot, you know, but you couldn't say that about some of the rest of them, eh? Yeah. Dodds, he was saying, oh, fuck no, Luggy. Luggy wasn't bad, but Ralph was a better finisher, finisher than Luggy for a one, on a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Eamon. Ralph was a better finisher than Eamon, a one-on-one in the goalie. Mm. Um, but they could all do their bit. But Ralph, Ralph was definitely exceptional when he turned it on. Nah. Yeah. I just just seen, I mean, that that's the memory I've got of Ralph Miller yeah. is scoring that goal and just when you see him picking it up and picking yeah. up and just I just just oh, a wee dink I didn't mean and the pitch wasn't good oh. the pitch wasn't good and you seen you know he's like oh wait a minute here and he's, he's dinked it like you know and I'm like, oh, it's over the back yeah, it's in um, <laughs> but it's history like you know aye history yeah when the full time whistle goes and every kind of the euphoria and you've seen the pictures and that it it must just be one of the, it's one of these experiences that we've the club have waited so long, won a couple of cups, lost a couple of cup finals yeah, and stuff, yeah. but to win the big one, you know, it just show when you see the picture, I think Lee Jim's on the shoulders at the time, and it's just like, what a what a kind of moment. Um, I'm assuming there's a good night out on the back of that. Something along the line, I think. <laughs> I can't really remember a hell of a lot about yeah, it. Okay, I mean, even that. I think was it no after. Was it not after we won the league that he took a team to Forfar? Yeah, the next day, I think. The next day to yeah. play in a testimonial match. He'd promised somebody I, months before it that they would play a Forfar team in, I don't know who's, somebody's testimonial. And he took a team to Forfar uh, to play the next day. I can't remember if I was there or not. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. We should have brought Tom Cairns along. For Tom, Tom, I, I, I don't think I was, but 
I think, I think there's got a majority of them turned up. But he had a lot of the guys who were on the yeah. sidelines playing as well. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he, up was a kid. I mean, most folk would have said, "Look, could you cancel it?" But you know, he promised that he, oh, we'll, we'll send a team to play in a yeah. testimonial, yeah. and he did it. Like, you know, because there's that. There's, I mean, eleven players in the park, two subs, yeah. but there'd only been what a few more in the actual squad at the time. Ah, there would be another five or six in the squad. It made, it made up maybe eighteen, twenty players at the very, very most. Yeah, eh? yeah. it's no many, and yeah. um, you got seventeen clean sheets that year which was uh, quite impressive uh, for yourself which is kind of half your games uh, and then was it later that year you got your testimonial you were about that yeah, time played, I played testimonial against Spurs Paul yeah. could tell you actually. it's yeah. sitting right yes, there yes because we got uh, <laughs> someone for the testimonial dinner to get signed for you yeah yeah, which was in the Ballinard Hotel the Ballinard, in Brody Ferry, yeah. Sunday the 28th of November 1982. There you go, so it was a wee, uh, near enough there, yeah, for what it was. Um, and after that, you'd been at the club, what, 15 odd years yeah, or something by yeah. that in total? But that, it's kind of a nice gesture to show you you been yeah, there a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they didn't, they? I, I don't know if it's somebody, I think Dennis, Dennis Gillespie had a testimonial mm. before that. I think Doug Smith had maybe had one. Oh, honestly, couldn't he tell you? Tom Kearns would be able to tell you. Mo would have been next, probably. I'm pretty sure Malpass had two testimonies. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. yeah, he did. He uh, definitely Can did. you remember who was playing in that Spurs team? Oh, there had some good players. Uh, aye. Um, Ardiles? What's oh, the boy? Oh, there's there's quite quite a few. Uh, Gary Mowat. Was it Gary Mowat? Yeah. Mabbit. Oh, Gary Mabbit. Gary Mabbit. Gary Mabbit. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was in it because we all went down for a few beers after it and we were going, where was Ricky Villa. He play? I don't oh. know. honest with you. Who was the keeper then? Got a mind? No. <laughs> no idea. I'll tell you what, though, it's a posh menu. Well, it is in the ferry. <laughs> well, yeah, that's Aye. true. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a French menu we've got, but just, uh, there's a melon boat to start. That's a melon boat. That was, melon that was boat Hamish that picked it. <laughs> I don't think I did I can't tell you who was on that Spurs team, to be honest with you. They've been pretty good. Aye, it wasn't ever near a bad side, eh? Yeah. They were brilliant. All they did was took expenses from Glasgow to here. Well, they stayed overnight in, you know, it was a Swallow Hotel. Aye. They stayed there. They took their expenses for Glasgow to here and overnight accommodation and back because I think they played Celtic in a a pre-season game as well the next day or two days after it or mm-hmm. something like that. They were, they were excellent. I, I can honestly tell you, but we had a few, there was two or three of them that would have a right few good beers later on in the town. Uh, aye, it wasn't bad. Huh? I bet it was. <laughs> um, European, we've not really touched on some of the European games, so we'll give them a mention. Um, some great adventures for, especially oh. the fans to go on. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we're doing a we're doing a thing at the Care Park uh, Sunday afternoon. A question answer me, Holy uh, Heggy and Mo, mm-hmm. and uh, we come up door on about memorable games in Europe. And somebody, what about Monaco? It's, it's one everybody thinks Borussia Mönchengladbach, Gladbach, but. Monaco away, you know, to to win five two there, uh, and then I spoke to boys after. He says, "I was there," and uh, he says, "We're on there." And I says, "There was a squad, you boys." I says, "I got everybody's uh, complimentary tickets because if you went away or at home, you got two comps each." Yeah? Mm. Uh, and I says, "Boys, you know any your comps? No, any your comps? No, 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 because there's no there's no family going basically." Like, I says, "Right, give me your comps, give me your comps, give me your comps." So I knew two or three of the boys that were going. Right, so I will meet you. So I handed them about twenty odd comps, and there you go. <laughs> 
And we met them next morning. I said, what are you doing here? He said, we just slept on the beach. There was a couple of boats up them, rowing boats up on the beach. The boys were there and I says, there was a boy slept on the beach last night underneath these boats. I says, there was a boy in a wheelchair that was there. He goes, that was me and my mate. <laughs> my mate was a boy in the wheelchair. He, I said, you're joking. And I, was, I just remember it again. But it was more of me. I mean, it was... Aye. It wasn't as if it was battle call there. I mean, I wanted to sleep in the beach, but they've done it. That was it. What was it like going to places like that? Aye, it was. It was different, eh? Mm. Aye, I mean, to go to Monaco, you're like, this is mega money. You go different. You, dri- you drive past and you go past the them. You can't call it a harbour. Eh? You got to call it a marina because it's a cross area. All these massive big yachts, you know. Aye. And then you walk through the tunnel where the Grand Prix boys yeah. go through, and you go through there, and then. You go and try and get a beer, and they're wanting about six pounds for a bottle of beer. You're like, oh. <laughs> then we went to the casino. We walked up to the casino. I think it was the night after the game, and you see all these gaming machines, and on this top of this wall is this red Ferrari, and that was the jackpot prize in one of the the bandits. Jesus, they're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I've got a mini countryman estate. <laughs> Serious, different world. Oh, incredible! Eh? Was that was that the kind of best? Sort of place you you went because I mean we've heard from uh, from Andy McLaren and John Holt told some so you went to some horrible places. Oh well, yeah, but they all had their they all had their stories to tell. Eh? Yeah. They're all the same, mm-hmm. you know. You got on the you leave you leave Tyrand Ice. The boys that play cards would be in the back playing cards, and then that's just some Glasgow boys, right? Okay, Kitty's there, right? We'll keep the cut, we'll all sit together in the, in the plane, and you're playing cards in the bus and in the plane, and then you're on the bus at the other end, and you're playing back to the time. So the, the time just goes Aye. as and when, eh? Boys are sleeping, boys are reading papers, reading books, you know. There was no Sony Walkmans and nae, none, none iP- of that. iPads and phones and oh, this crap. So it was cards, uh, it was just, I Maybe four or five of us would play cards, eh? Yeah. Um, but it just it killed the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you get the tell and you say, oh, well, hotel's all right, you know. Grub's all right. This grub's great, you know. Didn't matter where you went. It was, but some of the boys were fussy. I know, I just ate whatever it was like. Eh? They, were, they were talking about it there. About, I can't remember, it was either Hungary or... Wasn't he checking like that? It was one of the places we went anyway. And uh, it was spoken about on Sunday in the afternoon um, about Davy Young, you know, at the, the, the pubs and that, and yeah. the taxis. And uh, they were in somewhere that need to go and buy tin chicken because the food was that bad, like, you know. I says, well, maybe that was the same place. I says, I remember going and we sat down. Oh, this will be all right, you know, looking big bread, butter on the table, and rust stuff. And then they brought you this bowl of soup. But it was like clear water with half a dozen meatballs in it. <laughs> And the boys are like, oh, I'm not eating that. <laughs> oh, sorry. So most of them didn't eat it, so I went back. So the main course come out was a load of spaghetti with the same meatballs, just be a sauce on it. <laughs> like, no, we're not eating that. Oh, uh, but then you go to the other places, and, I mean, the grub was just amazing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, it was, everywhere had, had stories and, you know, mm. some good, some bad. At the end of the day, it was just... You were there to do a job and it didn't matter where you were, eh? Aye. Aye. Yeah. You've, you've mentioned um, Alex Ferguson, obviously Ralph Miller <coughs> connection as well, but uh, the game at UEFA Cup game against Man United, kind of, you didn't say it, but a lot of people say that was your that was one of your best ever games. But do you, you don't remember much about games, but just going down there, it was two all though as well, wasn't it? Yeah, aye, you yeah. Know, which was a, a massive game for the club, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Aye, we played well down there, eh? Aye, we had a good game Made a few saves. That's what your job is, eh? Mm. Um, but we defended, defended well. We took our chances. Um, 
we were unfortunate here, a couple of couple of deflected goals, Gary McGuinness, you know, but um, to say they were much better than us, yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. At the time, but, hey, they were getting more money than us, but it was 11 for 11. We just went out, it was 11 for 11, put yourself against them and got on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one match we, we have to mention, Roma, for all they are. I'm assuming at the time, you didn't think they're up to the capers for what we know now. I, but, yeah, I still didn't think, you know, I mean, although allegedly it was proven that the referee had taken this or done that, uh, I didn't think the referee influenced the game at all. If you ask most if you ask most of the boys, they would say exactly the same. I think Luggy thinks otherwise, um, but he's probably maybe the only one that would be quite vociferous to say, aye, aye, they were set a team. But no, uh, I, I didn't think there was anything untoward on, on the pitch on the day, being mm-hmm. honest with you, the referee. Mm-hmm. They got a penalty. Was it a penalty? <sighs> yeah, it was. We'd have, we'd have went for a penalty at the other end if it was yeah. a, So I didn't think there was anything. We definitely put the shots, put shots at them here, yeah. you know. Uh, they definitely underestimated us here. Um, and we played well, but I've seen us play better. But we beat them there and they they were up for it the second game yeah. they knew that they had to be at their super best to beat us and unfortunately we were not our best mm-hmm. and I mean some finally oh, it wouldn't have been a bad final aye. Yeah, yeah. Something else that that been a bad was final. that the most intimidating atmosphere that you've played in after the game before the game it was it was strange yeah, massive big stadium and you're going to we're, we've all got our suits on and you, you're always here an hour and a bit before the game and you're out in the park inspecting what kind of boots will I wear will I sharpen the studs up so there's points so we can get blood or whatever <laughs> uh, just having a look taking in the atmosphere oh look at, look at the view for here and then this will be full and just a bit of banter mm. and then all of a sudden you're walking off it was a big Olympic stadium you know the big running eight, yeah. eight lane running track around it and you're hearing this splats like you're looking around and all these punters are at the top levels and they're throwing these rotten oranges Seemingly outside there's folk with you know these big barras with rotten fruit at it yeah. rotten oranges and just they sell them you. and they're just they lob them at you like you know I think hopefully you got in the head with an orange and that explains a lot a, it explains <laughs> a lot aye. um <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was you're looking at it and saying, Oh, Jesus, again, there was just a smell of oranges, you know, yeah. oranges. Um, but during the game, I wouldn't say it was, yeah, it's hard to say. I don't think it was that intimidating, being honest with you. I mean, it was noisy, yeah. Um, but it was the expector, you know, mm. if it was quiet, then you know, we've done our job, eh? Yeah. But uh, it was noisy, but nothing, nothing untoward. But at the end of the game, when we're in the bus to go out of the ground because the bus was actually inside the ground you come out and you go into it and that, that was that was that was intimidating you know yeah. they were they were battering the bus you know the fans are right upside and they're battering the bus and hitting the windows mm. and slamming and that was us getting beat yeah I would have hated honestly hated if, if we'd have won, won you'd have been going we, back we'd have had to you know I mean it was it was uh, that was that was intimidating everybody's doing below the seats kind of all hiding below the seats in case the windows get panned in and yeah. everything like you know mm-hmm. until we were out of the ground what was your view of, uh, I think it was after the game, because I was at the, the Luggy Q&A the other night in right. the rep, and he says that when when Jim was walking off after the game, he says Walter Smith was basically near fighting about four boys, trying to protect them, and Luggy got a great view of it because he was hiding in the corner. Oh, he'd be hiding, that's no doubt, he'd be hiding, <laughs> that's for sure, that was Luggy's place, was hiding there. Uh, i never seen that, because eh, we're, we're just trying to get off the pitch, yeah. um, so we've never seen what was happening. I heard that 
yesterday as well. Yeah. Uh, no, yesterday, Sunday, uh, sorry. Um, that that had all happened, you know, but the all fights. But I, as I say, I didn't see any any part of that at all. Like, mm. You know, um, we were just trying to get off the park and get out the road. Get eh? the hell out of dodge. Yeah. Well, that was it. Yeah. You think some of the uh, some of the games and performances that really helped can enhance United's reputation in Europe? Like, I'm not saying teams are fearing playing, but they wouldn't have liked to have played against United. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, right for the word go. We were always in Europe right through, as you boys will know. You were, you were, we were in Europe right through into the, uh, the new year. So we always got through the first, second or third rounds. Mm-hmm. So we're always there or thereabouts in Europe. And we played, we played a lot of big teams. You look at, you look at that Champions League now and all the other European competitions. Mm-hmm. All the teams that we played, eh? Yeah. They're, they're there. So many memories Aye, well, for the common punter like myself. Is, you know, as you know, considering Dundee United get, well, at that time we were getting five and a half thousand. Yeah. You know, taking on uh, giants, you know, and it started. Obviously, it started to build up to nine or ten when we were in the league side. Like, but at that time, you know, the early doors when we were just getting into the, you know, the new year into Europe and that we were doing all right. We were only getting five, five and a half thousand yeah. every week, and yet you're going away to Anderlecht and, and fearing no know, one, Monaco, and all these kind of places, and they're they're massive, massive clubs like mm-hmm. you know. And at 37, you won the Scottish Football Writers Association Player of the Year. Yep, cost me a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bribes that year. <laughs> Which is, again, for a goalie, but at 37 as well, was it your best season? They must have thought so. <laughs> Everybody else was crap. <laughs> I was maybe a, maybe a sympathy vote. I don't know. <laughs> I, Guinness, as I said, I just got on with my job. And, and Guinness, I loved every minute. I loved every minute. You know what I mean? There was times you wish there was a big hole you could have jumped in, but kind of within a minute you'd have been jumping back out again. So, come on, bring it on, you know. And, uh, I mean, it was, it's like you're saying that you didn't play near 700 games or, or whatever it was, if you. If you didn't a, a enjoy it, it'd be good at your yeah, job as well. Yeah, you know? But you're only as good as the boys you're playing with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, well, six, five, six, seven internationals mm-hmm. at the team at the end of the day. Why do know? you think you never become an international? Who, who would have been the other keepers there? Well, uh, Ruffy, the, well, it was Ronnie Simpson just in my early days. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Simpson, and then you had Ruffy. Layton. You, you had um, Jim Layton. They all come in. Mm-hmm. Gorham, kind of latterly. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were all in, in that light, you know. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I didn't think he could have played another United player because it had nearly all been United in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a good time then, though. Wasn't it? <laughs> fantastic. When you look, you look at the boys, Morris and Heggy and uh, like, how would you guys felt when nearly strokes it into the back of the Brazil net? I mean, it must have been great. Oh, I we're, we're saying, what the hell is he doing up there? In the first place? <laughs> well, what are you doing up there? You know, it was like the other night. There was Sunday. We went. We had a, a few pints. We Saturday afternoon. We had a few pints. We uh, luggy after he did his yes. his thing, and uh, we met at three o'clock in the, in the hockey tavern. Uh, Holy come in. Luggy was in first. Mate, myself and Davy were in next, and then Holy eventually come in, and Luggy goes, Holy, come here. What is it? He says, I hear it. Did you get that goal of mine chopped off? He says, what were you doing up there in the first place? He took the bait. That's brilliant that you still 
the, they still share the, the, the jokes oh, like it was 30 years ago yeah, when yeah. you see each other you still they didn't still get any it. better either no that doesn't sound like it the legs got longer and longer <laughs> and I scored for 40 years no you never it was a four feet top and you know, it was all <laughs> but you, you yeah. just mentioned there right? some great players I mean for you I mean Luggy's always been kind of your hero and, and David Neary, Neary and David stuff Neary, yeah. like that and, and, uh, and Hamish McAlpin and Hamish McAlpin yes I see you've got the t-shirt he's got a wee thing for keepers Alan Main's a big Lover Alan Main yes. as well, um, but sharing direction with players like that that are to a lot of people they are the heroes of United. Oh, we, we, we were a we were a hard working team as I said earlier on there. We were we would have been the fittest team in the league, and that's what got us through. And it didn't matter how how much you swear that we swore sweared how much you swore at we gym for the hard training because mm. we were like, oh well, I can't do this. Right, you go. It was his his fitness or his fitness regime that got us through all these mm-hmm. these games. You know, and we were playing we were playing a lot of games in the season because we were always there a little bit in the cup. We were in Europe, you know, and these players now were talking about again, oh, we're fatigued. You're like, oh, get a grip, you know. They're not, they're not playing in mud baths or no, that's or, it. Or, or hard pitch, brick hard frosty pitches. pitches are like, glorious you know. compared to the way they used oh, to be. Oh, jeez, it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, and they're not getting kicked up. They're, up the park, you know. No. The, the, I mean, the minute somebody touches, they go down, so the referee get a foul. So you can't, you can't blooter somebody up the backside no. or in the legs and get them carried off or slow them down a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that now, you know. Mm-hmm. And all your boys, but I mean, you see some of the boys' legs are been bad, but I mean, you know, Lisa Luggy, the back of his legs and Dodgy's not. And, but all the teams that we played against were exactly the same, eh? Yeah. You know, Starkey would have a go at them, Gerke would have a go at them, Holtley would have a go at them, Goff, yeah. Goff, you know, Goff's won it. You know, we're all local when Richard wasn't he? But I tell you what, he was a hell of a player. Very, very self-centred. But what a player he was. He mm. was a winner, right for word go, you know. Yeah. And, uh, he always knew that he was wanting to go higher. Mm-hmm. And he had the ability, but he had the worth ethics as well because he was an athlete, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but very self-centred, but what a team player. Mm-hmm. And he would walk through, go through that wall for you, like, you know. Um, and very aggressive in the air, aggressive in the tackle and fast. Mm. Yeah, how did it feel when it was getting towards the end? I think it was an injury that got Billy Thompson went the goal. You got injured as well. Was that kind of the you knew it was kind of getting towards the the uh, end? But we just mentioned Billy Thompson on last week's episode because it was his birthday. He was was it Big Tom? Did he ever wear shorts? <laughs> cut off trackies. Good yeah, Big Tomo, yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you who ever wore shorts. He wore these stupid three-quarter length things. <laughs> we, we have seen, Tommy, you're a, you can't know, I can't say what I was going to say. Because <laughs> Morris was slang, mate, it's not, you're not PC, yeah. you can't say that, you know. But, uh, Big Tomo was a good goalie, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd have been, what, 37, 38 at the time? I was, oh, I was, I mean, I was older than that, I think, yeah. at that time. Eh? Um, I can't remember, I got injured. It was an injury in 85 an injury what, what? I can't remember what I've done oh, <laughs> you done something be something stupid <laughs> <laughs> but he come in and yeah. then it was kind of there the, the, end of the, the end of, near the end of the season uh, yeah yeah yeah. and um, when it gets to there uh, and you go because you went to you went to Wraith you played a couple of years at Wraith I didn't played, you? I pl- scored I played nearly two seasons at Wraith yeah. yeah that was good that was good crack and then yeah. uh, Arbroath so when you finished were you about 40 I, mean, 40, I was 40 something yeah yeah uh, and still enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. 
Playing a game field every week. <laughs> what was the banter like from the fans that like when you're playing at these smaller grounds for the smaller teams? Yeah, because when you were at Tanadice, yeah. you had a great relationship yeah, with the fans. Aye, but you, you built that up as well. <clears throat> eh? You went up and you know you had your your usual. It, the hardcore always used to stand behind the goals, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you went to Wraith and they always had the same squad and then they would give you a, give you a shout and you'd give them a wee something back. So the report just get built up yeah. quite quickly, eh? Um, they saw that you were enjoying it and and, and working your hardest, doing your damnness for the team. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of went into their hearts as well that you were, hey, wait a minute here, although you're getting on a bit, you're showing your experience, you're, you're helping everybody else in front of you, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was what my job was to, to go and do that to, at Wraith and I enjoyed it it was brilliant do you remember a, a moment you actually said that was you uh, I was at Arbroath well I, I left I left Wraith probably about a month before the end of the season um, we'd been going well we'd had, we'd had a really good run and then it was Frank Connors. I mean, Frank. Frank was a great guy. He was a motivator, um, and he, he Frank had put a good, hard, solid working team with some younger boys in it as well. And we got promotion the first year. And second year we were going really well, and then we lost a couple of games. And then he started to change it. And uh, Andy Harrow, who was with Dundee and had been Wraith for a long time, he went back to to Wraith. He was playing, and he dropped Andy, and he put in a boy in McLeod. Uh, you know, and you say, I'm not playing yet. But he never really gave Andy and it's you never said to him, Look, I'm I'm resting you because of whatever and and I said to Andy, I said, he's no, he says he's just dropped me. I went, No, oh, that's ridiculous. And you've been you've been starring where you've been playing, you've been starring there, like, you know. Uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be playing, like, you know. So I kinda got a wee bit annoyed at that, like, you know, because mm-hmm. we we're, we're still still going away all right. Excuse me. Uh, and and the next week he didn't play him again. I says, Ah, Frank, I'm just I'm just chucking it. I, I was going to chuck it at the end of the season anyway. Yeah, and there was only excuse me, only about four or five games to go. Maybe not even that. Uh, I says, Look, I've I've done my bit here. I'm I'm finished, like you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I stopped. And then John Young was the manager. Our brother come on to me. You want to play? I said, Ah, John, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm not really interested in playing. You know, I'm going to come down to our brother and be a cold, windy, wet. Horrible yeah. night, <laughs> and some some pillicle want to just put me in the net just because of what I've done. And yeah, so you these years ago, you yeah. know, what I mean, he's no interested in trying to beat me, he's just trying to beat me up. Mm-hmm. I says, I'm my body's not ready for it, like you know, I'm just gonna chuck it. Ah, come on, come and play, come and play. So I played, a, I played a few games for our and it was fine, but it come to that stage, I went and I had, I had a tendency up pub at the time, and I went, ah, can I, nah, I'll just, I'll just chuck it, like you know, mm-hmm. um, I. I I probably could have played on longer, but my heart wasn't really in it at that time, like, mm. you know. Yeah. Part time's different, you know. I mean when I went to Wraith, I I'd just come for full time, obviously. Uh I was the fittest one there. And I was forty or something like that, you know. Uh, and a goalie. I was running I was running away <laughs> by the boys at the training and everything, like, you know, and like, come on, so I was something to egg them on. Come on, we've got to we've got to be better. But I'm forgetting that these these boys have done an eight hour shift or a nine hour shift. Come for their work yeah. and driven an hour and a half to Glasgow to get there to go and train. I've, I've done that. I've got a tennis here, a pub, and I'm not doing anything during the day, but I've been full time, so I'm still doing a wee bit to keep myself going, you know. Aye. But I'm, I'm shouting at them, come on, fucking, I'm beating you. <laughs> but it kind of paid off because they did start to get that bit of mere enthusiastic, yeah. and then 
we were getting results because we were organised. You know, he, he, he got Alec Brash, who'd been at a stalwart before for, for a long time. He'd got Andy Harrow back in. He'd, he'd two or three younger boys who were decent enough players, eh? Mm-hmm. And we all got, we got together and got everybody sort of organised and, and we did well. I think we had the longest, at Wraith, I think we had the longest unbeaten run at any team in Britain that year. We didn't lose a game until... It was about the second or third week in January. It was maybe even into February before we lost the game. Mm-hmm. And we had a few draws. Yeah. But it was we were at we were at decent. You know? going. Um, it. Yeah. Aye. Uh, you mentioned the pub there. Was that just something to keep you busy? <sighs> just or keep me going, just, aye. aye. I mean I didn't have a job I didn't have a job, you know. Mm. I'd, I'd left school and went to be an accountant, but I hated sitting in an office. Aye. Was that uh, just doing for the multis? No, I bought my wardrobe. Was it, what was it called? Uh, McNaughton and Macara. It was George Fox. He was the director at the time. Right. You know where the big post office used to be? And then yes. there used to be the number, was it the number, the number 10? What was the one that was right on the corner? Number was it one. The number one. Yeah. It was that should just, have been your pub, just, number one. No, well, I couldn't. <laughs> you must have tracked that. I was in a different number in the street. <laughs> um, it was two closes along for number one, uh, yeah. along Ward Road, heading, heading towards mm. the police station. Yes. No. Yeah, um, no, exactly. And that yeah. was just something for you, just today, really, I suppose. Well, I, the pub, I needed, I needed something, I needed yeah. a job. Eh? Did you enjoy it? The pub was all right, yeah. It was all right. Um, uh, the smoking thing and all that's can't carry on, Aye. you know. And I was I was playing on a Saturday, so I'd be working during the day and I would go home at sort of 10 o'clock and I'm stinking of smoke. Aye. And the wife would be going in to make sure that we're not hassle and get closed up at that time. And she'd be coming in at one o'clock and she'd be stinking of ah, smoke. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, ugh, I didn't have any hassle. It was good, didn't get me wrong. It was good crack. I had good punters. Um, it was okay. Never, ever going to make a fortune with it. Hmm. Um, but it, it was a job. It yeah. tidied us over, you know. And that was... Yeah. And uh, away from football, just, um, you like the golf course. Aye, aye, aye. I'm not saying it likes me all the time, but <laughs> aye, it's... you've always played, though, haven't you? Yeah, aye, well, I played. I played since. Well, I started to work. It was a boy. A boy at work. He actually stayed in Ealath, and I was Finn Stewart at the time. So two country boys. So we, we got Pally, and um, he said, do you, "Do you play golf?" And I went, "Golf? No, I play cricket." But I've never played. Oh, all right, come on, I'll get you. So and he started me off at, at the mm. golf, and just liked it ever since. Eh? Yeah, and good at cricket. I wasn't bad, yeah. Wicket keeper? No, no, no. I was a wicked goalie. But I wasn't <laughs> wicked. Uh, no, just out, outfield, outfield. Uh, you didn't drop any catches, did you? Oh, I dropped a few, but I caught, I caught more than I dropped. I can tell you that right now. I, yeah. I mean, we had a good, we had a good team as well at Rossi Priory, just up to where I, where I loved it in Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and funnily enough, there was at times there was three goalies played in the same cricket team, mm-hmm. and there was three Hamishes played in the same cricket team at one time. <laughs> Jesus, so it was. Yeah, it's just bar three years running each other. It's amazing, eh? <laughs> how, how's your golf? How is your golf now? Or did, did it get better when you finished? Um, handicap no, no, no. My, my golf was my golf was probably better when I was at the football because I was fit, you know. Yeah. But you never never thought you had, I never thought you'd to be fit to play golf. Aye. But it I helps. was naturally fit. It wasn't naturally fit. I worked hard at my fitness, mm. but you just take it for granted, eh? Yeah. Um, but no, my golf now is mediocre. Um, it's still all right, but you were saying well, you were hoping to go out tomorrow and stuff. Yeah, if the, weather, if the weather's good, I'll go. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll play now. If the weather's good, I'll be out as much as I can. Eh? Yeah. Normally, a Wednesday morning and a Thursday morning, the seniors. Saturday, if the weather's good. Sunday, if the weather's good. The seniors, so, a wee bit of a competitive then. Is no, it? no, 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 no. It's uh, we just go out and have a game and. Uh, 
and the seniors, you've got to, we play stable for them. If you've not got 43, 44, 45 points, you can't even win half a crown like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> uh, wish we could not come at half a crown. Like, um, it, it's just a bit of banter. Right? Uh, you go, if you play well, you play well. If you don't, you come in, you get a beer. I enjoy it. And get, get on, you get a blether with your mates or whoever and give somebody a bit of abuse and then the next hole, you're getting abuse for the shot that you've hit or putt that you've missed and... Um, it, it's it's just it kills the time and yeah. it's, it's good good crack yeah. like you know uh, and 20 odd year after uh, leaving United inducted into the Hall of Fame that'll be oh, 11 years ago now was it as long as that oh for yeah. goodness 2009 uh, yeah. 2009 you're a good company in there uh, there's, there's a few a few no bad players there eh? yeah present and or not that present but uh, not that far away and, and well in the past as well eh? mm-hmm. yeah and and fans can still see you on a match day as well you're still uh, hanging about on a match ambassador. day ambassador yeah I got asked to be club ambassador oh, could be about six seven years ago mm-hmm. now by the late Derek Robertson who was a, a director um, come to me and, and Derek was a, a really really nice mm-hmm. guy come to me and he goes how do you fancy being club direct, uh, club ambassador and I said what does that mean Derek he says Come along, match days into the boardroom, meet and greet, get a beer, that swung it. Um, <laughs> get a beer, have a, have a crack with incoming, you know, um, our opponents, directors, our guests on the day, just general, just go around and have a crack. Yeah. And ah, it was fine. Uh, unfortunately, the football was absolutely diabolical. You've, yep. you've obviously been watching it. Um, it, it was just diabolical. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, this last year and a bit, it's, it's, it's picked up. T- 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 turn for the better, eh? Don't yeah. um, get me wrong, it could be better, but it's just, unfortunately, it's just this, the style of football that teams play now just bores the backside off of me, yeah. being honest with you. This passing square and the ball going, no going out the box for goal kicks and <laughs> the goalie taking it for whatever. If it goes out one side, he can go across the, yeah. the park. Some of the rules now are just absolutely <laughs> mental. It just, honestly, it bores me to death watching some of the football like, uh, yeah. and I'll show you how bad it was in <laughs> our growth game gosh I mean our growth game no the one past there I didn't see that thank goodness the one before it one down we what three minutes to go yes. four minutes to go yeah. the goalie gets it and he passes it outside his box to the right back the right back passes it to the right centre half square about ten yards away he in turn passes it to the left centre half who in turn passes it straight across the goal to the right right back I'm sitting with Morris and I'm going Boo. <laughs> Boo. Morris saying, what are you doing? I says, Morris, this is shocking. He says, I'm not with you. And he's turned away. I'm, I'm sitting booing. And then the ball gets, for whatever reason, goes down the right-hand side. The boy puts a cross in. Shanklin scores 1-0. And he goes, see what you're booing done? I went, oh, well, Nate. And then we go, he goes and scores again a minute later. So we went 2-1, but honestly, I was sitting booing. And I text him two weeks ago. I goes, what's the score? I was at the, I was at the beating. What's the score? He goes, 1-0 Arbroath. Worse than the first game, you'd be booing already. <laughs> that was his text. <laughs> and he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong, no. Oh, was was, was pissed. Um, so, you know, we, just didn't, we didn't put the pressure on teams at home. Right for the word boat, go, get at them, get right in their faces. Hey? Yeah. Part-time teams, get yeah. right in their faces. Yeah. Yeah. But, we all agree. Yeah. Do you still, do you still enjoy? Just, even if they're just punting up the park, I'd, I'd rather see them booting it along <coughs> up the park. And, so and few teams do that these days though. Nobody does it. Nobody plays like that. Everybody slagged Livingston two years ago. Success. Played the long ball. It worked. Slagged, they still slagged Cali Thistle. It worked for them. Yeah, got it results. Works. It was still working for them at times. Yeah. yeah. They're I winning can. games, winning games. Team, boys are going to watch teams winning, eh? 
It's amazing. It's uh, oh no, centre halves have got more touches of the ball now Easy. than anybody. Easy. Well, yeah, absolutely. That was it. Well, the stats come up there, uh, and I didn't watch a lot of it, but I'd rather watch the rugby. Stats come up last year about most passes in English Championship or whatever the heck it's called. Virgil van Dijk. And van Dijk, huh? Centre half. Yeah. yeah. Second most passes, centre half for Chelsea. Yeah. Third most passes, centre half for somebody else. That's crazy. But where are they going? They're going nowhere. Yeah, side, they're disappearing side. up their own backsides. That's crazy. Yeah. Sideways, sideways. But I could, I could do that. I could yeah. run, but I could pass it five yards. Yeah. Taking away the the, the uh, game <laughs> side of it or whatever. Do you enjoy the match day stuff? Just chatting to people. Yeah, and yeah. The, hearing the, their the, stories or the, memories. The, the, and the, and and with the punters now, they've got us. They've got us out and different. Like myself, Heggy, Morris. Holy dodgy. So there's five of us. So we got a text. This V Tom, Tom organise it. You're going to whatever lounge. You're in my Morris, or you're on your own in the boardroom, or the chairman's lounge, or the the, the West End suite. So you turn up at whatever time. Yeah. You get sat down. You know, and the 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 punters, the fans are 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 great. You know. Yeah. Um, you should come into the Heggy one day. That's where we are go. Ah, you boys are doing the stairs, eh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. Aye. Come in there one day. You'd you'd get worshipped. I'm yeah, sure. It's great. It's, it's great. And things like that. I mean, I've I've speak to people that go and they'll say they spoke to yourself or Morris or whatever, and I say, what do you speak about? I just tell them about this game and that game and that game. And, but that's just because for fans, it's yeah. just a, you know, or boys will probably tell you, I was at Old Trafford or I was there or I was where. It must be great. Well, I'll say, I'll say to Tom, the next time I see Tom, uh, well, it'll be the Friday night Inverness game. Aye. I'll say to him, look, put a couple of dinty. Uh, it's great, honest. Dunty the Heggy. I mean, there's no problem. We'd, we'll go anywhere. Like, yeah. We'll be in anywhere. You know. I think because uh, the Heggy, you didn't hit a pay to get in there. So that's probably how you didn't get <laughs> taken down. Uh, people come and speak to us for some reason, but it's uh, good fun. It's good, good fun. fun. And uh, I think for that as well, it just shows players like yourself and the guys that do it, you know, held in such regard, but people have all got memories that yeah. probably kind of wait to share uh, with you. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of younger folk in their and you see boys their granddad granddad's brought them and they're like 23, 24, 25 they haven't got a freaking yeah. clue who we are eh? yeah. I've heard about us because of the spoken you know but if you're in the West End um, what's his name Keith Keith, what's Keith, going on with the man Keith Hart what's going on with the man oh I give him stick well, all the time I seen, I seen him at the 10th anniversary and was quick to give him stick well the first time he, he had it well he didn't have it <laughs> He had the hair down. Oh, he's, he's oh, a man. Jesus. He's a good he's lad. Like, yes, he he's a great lad. Eh? Oh. I mean, he's United through and through. Yeah. Can he gives Dundee stick, as much stick as possible? Is there anything he can say to get to Dundee if any Dundee and there is Dundee fans go as well because they're invited in that. Eh? Is there anything he can say to get at them? He'll he'll do it. Like, you know? <laughs> um, but the first time I seen him with the hair in him, what is it? I said, you look like some of a coordinator. Some of the women of a coordination years ago, man. You know. <laughs> And then the next thing he's got the bun up, and I went, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" <laughs> so the last time I seen that was PJ Proby, but you boys will not remember PJ Proby, no. But he was, you know, like, oh, oh he's some boy. Yeah, he's probably, <laughs> but, you, but you're still, still there and enjoying uh, it. Yeah, he gets whoever, whoever's in there, he'll, yeah. he'll get them up. And we've got Amos McCartney, Morris Malpa, yeah. David Dodge, John Holt, come up and. What do you think the score will be today, or what? Yeah. You know, what's your memories of playing Morton, uh, whatever? And and he, he gets you up for five minutes just uh, to blather a heap of crap, like you know. Uh, yeah, um, what's, um, but it's good. It's good. Good. Fans you know, love it. The fans love it. Yeah, it's it's. That's, that's, we, again, we like it as well. You wouldn't do it if you didn't like it. We wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. What's the um? We spoke about Jim McLean. Now, what's the, what's the worst dressing room 
rant you've seen or uh, or anything, or who's got it the most? Eamon <laughs> oh. Bannon no got it the most. Bannon, no, he didn't get it the most, but Bannon never argued back with him. But Bannon was always quite cool, eh? Uh, if you come in and start dislike me, I'd. <laughs> I know it was shocking. I know, but you didn't have to tell me. <laughs> and he would start with somebody else, and he would go, "Ah, oh, but, but Bannon would go, ah, oh, but," and, and he would be so cool about it, and he'd be like, "Keep talking, him, and this is brilliant." And if I'd be chopping at the door, I used to sit there and watch up. They're right, boys, can the thing is, if you're right, but you know, Bannon would still uh, wouldn't he be arguing his case, but he'd be putting his point over, like you know. Um, but ah, no, he had a go. At, he had a go. At, had a go, at Abdi. A, a lot of folk, you know. And, yeah. Boys that were not even stripped, fucking getting beat for them. It was your fault. I'm playing. I'm standing here in my suit and the tie. And, it's your fault. You yeah, but you didn't do this. I was going to play you, but you were shite. You know I mean? That's your fault. But that's what it got. He was so, he was so passionate about the game. He was so uptight about the game. Like, yeah. You know, just coming sweating and fucking yeah. the hair went over. But that was him. He was, you know, he was so unique. So, well, I definitely, you know, he was way ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about, they're talking about this diamond firm. What's a diamond firm, Mason? What's a number 10? I want to play in a number 10 role. What's a number 10? A number 10 is an inside left. <laughs> I want to play in a number 10 role. But where does he play? I, I, I just, I just, I kind of get under, wants. I kind of got under jargon that, that yeah. they're going to play a diamond. Yeah. A diamond's just a square, but such up the way instead of sitting up, it's just that way. I'm like, oh, I know. Uh, where they, they talk some heap of crap. You, you obviously weren't at the club at the time, but how did how did it feel watching the uh, '87 UEFA Cup final? So close, so near, but yeah, yeah. To it. Um, oh, well, I was at I was at the game. I wasn't at the game. I was I was on the, the studio mm. uh, at, at that time, like you know. And I was like, oh, God, couldn't you, couldn't you believe it? I was at the home game. No, it was at the away game. I must have been at the away game. Pitch was terrible, wasn't it? Bruce Springsteen's fault. No, it's Bruce Springsteen's fault. Yeah, and that was a cross air, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Aye, first game was there. First game was there. One nil. Bob, Big Tomo. Aye, Morris. Big Tomo got injured. Hurt his ear. Morris tells a story about him. Eh? Uh, he burst in here he says and we Jim's going on about them at half time and, and Tom was in getting his ear stitched he says we were all laughing now you could hear us oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> this is a doc this is a doc this is a doc trying to pitch stitches oh yeah Morris have you ever got Morris on here oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all pissing themselves laughing at big Tom just about greeting getting stitches in his ear uh, uh, but so- that, that's that's a memory he'll have kid yeah yeah, but yeah. the second leg was. Did you go that? Yes, so, I was yeah, there. You yeah, remember yeah, it? Right, young, yeah. but, well, but, but Clarky's goal. Yeah, yeah. there was. A, I can remember at the time as well because I watched it back on VHS video, and uh, there was like a, a conspiracy that their goal didn't actually go in the in the net. It went through the side of the net. Oh, right. Mind of that? See I can't remember. Seeing uh, I can that. mind of yeah. seeing that. Yeah, but it went in. Yeah. It was just like a yeah. trick of the camera or of something. Of course, it went in. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was it was uh, it was one I mean, of those moments. That, that was that was uh, that was at the end of a long, long, hard season for them. Like, oh you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, they so played it was done over as the, well in the cup finals. The, the, well, that's it. That was just a week before or three yeah. days before. Yeah, you know, was, I mean, yeah. how many teams would do that? You know, and they played about fourteen players. They'd all be. Was, yeah. I mean, Klopp and that would be going mental about that. They'd be yeah. wanting games stopped and everything. You know, oh, yeah. can't do that. It's no good for the players. But the boy, they they would just got up and got on with it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't there at the time, but that was our. 
that was their job. They just got up and got on it. But I, th- like, I don't know. I don't know what uh, like the management and coaching staff would say back then. But these days, I think that the managers come out and say, "Ah, oh, but they'll be tired if they play." So you're planting that seed in the player's head already. You're telling him he should be yeah. tired. Then I tell him he should be tired. You should be up for a cup final, of course. You could be knackered, but hey, do you want to play? Oh, ah. I want to play. All right, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, if ties ties up together, they get this bit here." <laughs> you had to play. Of if course. you didn't play, your wages were shocking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you were really were, you couldn't manage. You were going, hold on a minute. I mean, I'm, I were a stage. Um, I'd get uh, contacted uh, hepatitis, and I just thought it was the flu. The flu, eh? Mm. I was, I was knackered. Eh? I couldn't. I don't go up the stairs on my hands and knees. I was knackered. So I was going to come to training. I went. We were playing somebody in the, the Saturday, and he phoned me up. He could you come in? And I went. Oh, I says, boss, I'm knackered. I says, I'm. Looking on my hands and knees here, eh? Mm. I says, I'm, I'm really, really tubed. No, you only need to come in and see us. Okay, what is it? He says, the boys are asking if you'll play. This was, I think it was a Thursday. The boys are asking if you'll play on the, on the Saturday. And I went, honestly, I am tubed. Yeah. I says, struggle at the time of laces. See what you like tomorrow. See what you like tomorrow. I says, I like it. I was a bit better the next day. Come in the Saturday. Will you play? I went, if you want me to play, I says, but I tell you what, I've got no energy. I'll hardly be able to kick the ball outside the box. Played, I think we won. And that was it. But that was, you know, he actually pleaded for me to play. And I was, I ended up, I ended up with hepatitis. It was fucking like jaundiced and, you know, I mean, that, that was it. Eh? Uh, yeah, earned that one bonus. But, uh, it was... Thing is, you could be feeling tired, Davis. See for a hundred grand a week. I'll get motivated. <laughs> Andrew, I've need to, I'm trying to think how many weeks that would have to be. Years. I would need to be. I would need to be a good twenty years. Work, I think. You have to win a few games as well. Uh, yeah, and, you, uh, better, you better believe it. Yeah. One thing as well, which is quite, a, you got a big tribute. Was uh, Michael Mara also yeah. wrote the song. Yeah. Yeah, which is how did that come about? I think that was through Ralph. Okay, um, was Michael a United fan? Dundee fan. Dundee fan. I think, he, yeah, yeah. Dundee fan. Yeah. Latterly, before he passed away, he stayed in New Tile, just probably about a couple of hundred yards from where I am. New Tile, mm. uh, but you never saw him. Eh? He was just he was in the house sort of way, like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, we did a thing at uh, St John's School because United were were kind of tied up with St John's School through some somebody mm-hmm. um, or other and. The he did a session there and he played his piano, he did that and uh sung that and they recorded it with like some of the school choir or whatever and they had the orchestra and he was playing that like you know mm-hmm. and they recorded it. It's a brilliant uh, song. Like, I was listening to it the day when I was reading up on you. It's an absolute yeah. picture of song. Ah, it's good when it mentions Monaco, Grace Kelly, there's yeah. Grace Kelly, Gus Foy, and I know I knew who and Gus Foy was. And Vergauri Bay. And Vergauri Bay, where it, you know, I mean, Nasser. That's just so it was. Everybody knew everybody who was yeah, was on it. Like you know, they were song. all legends in their own right. You Did know, he tell you he was going to write it? No, nah. he just wrote it nah. and then uh, that was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Brought it, for, brought it for my testimonial. Yeah, I'm sure it was Ralph that had instigated it. I think like uh-huh. you know, he knew somebody who knew him or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, it's class. Uh, Brilliant. But <laughs> it wasn't a bad song. And then Leo Sayer had done a cover version. That's or right. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was a guy recently, uh, Roddy Wimble. He's uh he stays in Carnoustie. He's in Idlewild. Idlewild, yeah. He's the lead singer in a band called Idlewild. Right. He sung it and it was on uh, the TV. Aye. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a brilliant version as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's just a really nice version of it, and and he kind of I don't know when it was done. That's yeah. shocking. I've never had any royalties off of that. <laughs> well, you never wrote it. That's <laughs> terrible. It's about me. Do I don't get any royalties. I don't, for think, that. I, I don't think you do. Uh, 
I'll, I'll make a resurrect that four boxes records have got up in that <laughs> I hang them up and string to keep the crows off the veggie <laughs> oh brilliant uh, it, for me it's been a nice way to finish Hamish thanks very much for uh, for sitting with us for a, for a time and telling us all about some of the great stories that you've had and the kind of highs and the lows and whatever and it's been great to hear because you were just before my time as well so uh, my grandfather told me an awful lot about you as well but uh, he also said you were shite at golf but I didn't uh, believe him I've had my moments that's Jim Costello logic for <laughs> oh, you oh I know, I know. <laughs> I know Jim Costello I know Jim quite well uh, there you go well. he says he couldn't have won nothing off of me at camp, uh, camp uh, doing uh, golf uh, course uh, I says I'll be uh, asking him when I see him so there you go uh, they were some squad eh oh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not even get them started but they got me, me that's how I was yeah. in supporter Aye. he was he was keen to be and any time I watched and he would tell me all about he was the goalie and yeah, that's, go where, back I, and that's where I started off my golf at Campy yeah, there's some some squad up there yeah it's been Amish has been an absolute pleasure thanks very much oh, it's been fine thank you not a problem I'm glad you've enjoyed it that's right just send the money in the post <laughs> <laughs> So thank you very much to Hamish McAlpine. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did when we were recording it with him. Uh, he is an absolute laugh a minute. He, even when he was he was getting here uh, when we were interviewing him last week, I got a phone call for him and he's like, all right, Paul, it's Hamish McAlpine here. I was like, all right, Hamish, where are you? He was like, feck knows. I was like, well, well what are you see? And he was like, I'm at dead end and there's a shop. Perfect. You're in the right street. I'll come to the door, Hamish. And then I basically chatted him for about 50 yards as he reversed all the way up and he, he eventually sees me and then he's like right where the fuck am I going to park and I was like Hamish hey, just figure out this is the house on you go park your car buddy <laughs> he left his lights on and he left his lights on as well so hopefully he got him batteries did by Elith or wherever he stays he also um, he also signed a couple of pictures as well so we've got three different prints of Hamish from his pomp as the goalie Tash included um, so we will post them on social media on Tuesday, probably, maybe Wednesday. Just keep an eye on it. We'll post it up there. It'll be exact same as we've done with the, the other ones. It'll basically be uh, on Twitter, just like and retweet it. On uh, Facebook, share it. And on Instagram, if you can uh, post it to your own page or whatever, we'll sort it out. But there's three of them up for grabs. We'll do one from each social media. Uh, one on Twitter, one on Facebook, one on Instagram. And uh, we'll get them to you over the next couple of weeks. Lovely pictures. Magnificent moustache. Yeah. And they are signed. I don't know if I mentioned that, but they're signed by Hamish as well. So yeah. uh, we'll get them. We'll stick a picture up uh, probably today at some point and show you. And then uh, we'll do that during the week. So Nice yeah. one. Yeah, really good. So uh, last week we done the Q&A and we had loads of questions, but we actually had loads left over. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick maybe one or two to do on a weekly basis just up to the end of the season because I don't think we've got any more free weeks just because we did have a lot of good questions and didn't want to um, didn't want to leave them off. Now, a lot of people asked about our favourite strip. A lot of people asked about players for next season, stuff like that. So we, we kind of touched on some of them and we don't really have the answer for a lot of them. And I'm still not speaking to Eddie Ritchie. <laughs> because of his prick question. Yeah. <laughs> Right, here, Barton could have sat on the bench yesterday. So could Emil. Emil scored a winner doing it, Alwa. Just saying. Exactly. Just saying. Mm. Anyway, uh, question then. Uh, Peter Bogue uh, gave us a question on uh, last week. If you could change the outcome of one United game with a last-minute goal or last-minute save, which game would it be? For him, it's the 2008 League Cup final. 
He watched it with his two-day-old son sat on his lap, just home for the hospital. Fuck Mark <laughs> So, take that game out of the equation. Yeah. Which would, one would you go for? That would be a good game, though. Uh, probably a couple. Uh, I'll give you a couple. Yeah. The floor is yours. Right, the, the 1987 Scottish Cup final against St Mirren. Mm. I can remember celebrating the goal that we scored that we then eventually never got because somebody was laying dead in the net, so he was offside. So I would uh, I would have gave that goal. And then hopefully John Holt would have been a wee bit tighter to Ian Ferguson when he ran up the park a minute later and scored. So I'd have done that. Your words. Yeah, that's all right. Mm-hmm. And have you got another one? Hmm. Last minute goal. Probably the Gothenburg game. I would do something there. No point in adding extra goals at the new camp, is there? Well, I already had more than enough. So yeah, probably I'd either take their goal away or give us an extra goal. Yeah. Saying that we still would have got bit on away goals real, so <laughs> that would have been a fruitless endeavour. Uh ah, St. Man. Because if we had won that game, then we probably would have won more cup finals. In the, the years after that. So yeah, the St. Man game. Uh yeah, yeah, that would be quite a good one. I would I would uh I would love to move uh Guido van der Kamp saving Mikalachenko in ninety four to the last minute. I know it was near the end, but that was just just a brilliant because you should never save it. Mm. Really. You shouldn't save it. It's Guido but, though. Oh Superman that day. You yeah, but yeah, he he, he very much was. It was a. It was amazing. So that was certainly. Um, that was certainly one for that. I would be totally, totally, uh, and for a moment like that. But hey, the the uh, eighty seven. You've just threw John Holton to the bus. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good question. Those sort of questions that we're looking for, Eddie Ritchie. That <laughs> uh, was a good question for you, Peter. <laughs> and um, we'll throw one uh, one more. Uh, thanks to at uh, Tomo eighty three Neil Thompson on Twitter. Uh, would you be for or against a move towards summer football? There you go. I'm I'm for it. I've well, been for it for a while because of Friday nights drukid or just in general. Just because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's cosier. It's more enjoyable. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Now, obviously, in the summer. When we were looking at the women's team who played in the summer league, they had breaks for World Cups and stuff. I think it has to be a we didn't qualify for World Cup, so we're all right. <laughs> but I think it has to be a general full move, wouldn't it? Because you would then have to break yeah. over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I know you're saying we didn't qualify, but you would you would have to. Yeah, I think that you'd even get a better TV deal because there's mm-hmm. there's broadcasters would be looking to fill their their uh, their hours with football, and if I think I think. The League of Ireland, that's obviously a summer league, mm-hmm. but that's it's a lot lower standard than what we've got. But uh, yeah, for me, for for a good few years now, I've I've uh, felt summer football would be great. But I realise that there's a lot of people that would be against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the people that it really matters about as well, like the people that make these decisions. Uh, and I also, as much as I would like the summer football, I would miss the like the New Year and the Christmas games. Yeah, they're, well, they're that, great. my point was it was going to be there that. I really like the December run of fixtures. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you are in the Premiership, when you get the Boxing Day game, yeah. the New Year's Day game. Yeah. I, I really like them. Yeah, love right? it. Love it. But I wouldn't be against an actual winter shutdown mm-hmm. in a January when it's really shit. 
And um, yeah, the only issue with the winter shutdown though, in this country is that you could shut down for the whole of January and it could be fine. And then you start up again at the start of February and you've got snuff for the next four weeks. You Storm just, Kira, Storm Dennis. Aye, Storm <laughs> Varney's Night in Alloa. Exactly. You just didn't know. So they're just taking a... Like the, the winter shutdown, in theory, is a good idea. Give the players a rest, let the pitches recover a wee bit. But in this country, you're just pissing into the wind. Mm. You like, just don't know when it's going to be the bad weather. Because especially down in the Premier League in England, like that weekend off in February is just it's just been daft yeah like it's really daft yeah but you know they were apparently uh, I mean obviously the Premiership does have a, a bit of a shutdown I'm talking like a whole month like a especially for some of the pitches not as much talent as it but it used to be remember the state of the pitch by about March or April yeah but the state of loads of pitches mm. Motherwell's Hearts St Horrible. Johnson ah oh, they were crap but Audrey, they, they were all wrecked mm-hmm. the one ends at one were like a Parkhead and Ibrox because they've got the money to spend on them. So I'm, I like the idea, mm-hmm. but I just kind of see it. No, I don't think it'll ever happen. But yeah, I've always, I've always fancied it. But thanks for your question, anyway. Great question, Neil. Thank you very much. Better than Eddie's. <laughs> I might say we'll pick a couple up just every week because there is a few, and even when the guests are on, we'll get them involved as well. So uh, on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club. Since 2006, we have got five games to mention and a signing. We'll start in 1974. A Brian Rankin goal claimed the victory as we beat Morton in the Scottish Cup fourth round at Tannadice. Who, I hear you ask, and I can go by the look on your face, Mr McNichol. Well, uh, Morton are a shitty wee team for the West of Scotland, but I know that's not what you want to know. No. Um, well, thanks to the Arab Archive, I can tell you Brian was a nephew of former Tannadice favourite Dennis Gillespie. We signed, uh, we signed him from Vale of Clyde. He spent three years in the reserves, was unable to command a first-team slot, and in November 1974, he left to join Hamilton. So... Never heard of him. He made the grand total... Of eight appearances, mm-hmm. and that was his only goal. Same as Osmond, so. I got with through. I bet Osmond. Osmond mm-hmm. scoring against called nonsense was brilliant. Wow, Loved brilliant. that. So uh, we've got a win, which is there's no be many of them in a few weeks on uh, mm-hmm. on this day. To 1982, good year. Uh, with virtually the last kick of the 90 minutes, uh, United grabbed a dramatic equaliser with Billy Kirkwood heading in a Ralph Milne corner. Sending the Scottish Cup fourth round replay into extra time. Now it gets interesting. The additional 30 minutes brought nothing more than a lot of hard work from both teams. So a second replay would be needed to separate those two sides for a place in the fifth round draw. Uh, And because this uh, won't fall on a a Monday when this is released, uh, we won that game 3-0. Against who? Uh, can't remember because I've no wrote it down. Nice run. <laughs> what do you like? Amateur hour hour outside of it. That's your dream it on the podcast. You're in charge of this stuff. Holt, Dodds and Bannon scored against goals. somebody. Um, my question was going to be to you, mm-hmm. but you've just been arsey about it. You better believe it. Is, what the hell are we no playing penalty shoots for? Nah, they were a relatively recent phenomenon. Never used to be. But come on, I mean, it makes sense, a second... Uh... Yeah, of course it makes sense, but also makes sense to hear subbies, but we never used to hear subbies in football either. Ah, but nobody thought... Goalies with gloves, we never used to hear that either. But nobody thought about that at the time. No, I know, but uh, 
I mean, that is maybe the worst on this day that you've you've stung us with. You're telling me that we we snatched a dramatic equaliser, then we've then went on to win. We did. It was against Hibs. There we go. <laughs> and you never tell what I was against. I didn't tell you there. Jesus, peeps. <laughs> I think we got away with that run, maybe or not. <sighs> right, to league business in 1990, goals from Darren Jackson and Paddy Conley claimed the points versus St Myrne at Tannadice. What's quite funny in this game is uh, in the uh, manager's notes in the programme, Jim McLean said, yep, barring illness or injury, Paddy Conley will start the game, really looking forward to see how he, uh, how he performs. He was on the bench. <laughs> Mind games. Yes. Uh, back to the Scottish Cup in 1996, Dunfermline with the visitors in the fourth round. Craig Brewster with the winner, eight minutes from time against a Pars team that included former United players Hamish French, mm. Andy Todd and Guido van der Kamp. Mm. Uh, staying with the fourth round of the Scottish Cup, there's a theme here. Uh, this time we were at Fir Park in 2001. Uh, the Cup was a good distraction for us in the league. We were still bottom, but goals for Charlie Miller and Craig Easton saw us progress against Motherwell. Jason DeVos made his 100th appearance for United in the match. Do you want to know two clubs he played for in his career? In the, in the Canadian Soccer League. That's, did we sign him from Canada? We signed him from Darlington. From Darlington. No, yeah. I have no idea he, he played for the London Lasers. Okay. And the Kitchener's Kickers. <laughs> Is that not a pair of shoes? He plays for a pair of shoes. I scored some uh, some goals in the school playground with a pair of kickers on. London Lasers. The, the London Lasers and the Kitchener's Kickers in the Canadian Soccer League. You sure they were football teams? I've not made them up. They're real. Uh, and if you're wanting to call bullshit, it's on Arab Archive, go right? And, go and Google that, folks. I'll Google it for you. The London... Ki- it's never the Kitchener's Kickers. Sounds like a joinery firm or something. London, the first hat will be the London Laser Clinic. Okay. <laughs> and London Hair Removal. That's not what we need. No. Uh, London Laser London. London Laser is the only clinic of its kind in Canada. They're a team, right? Stop bringing us down. No. They're a team. You're marking this up. I'm no, you're, right? You're, it's on the Arab Archive. Blame them. Padding out time. Anyway. Uh, it was signed... John McQuillan. He was excellent at getting the bar and running straight with the park, I remember. I was signed him on this day, the 17th of February back in 2000. The right back had a brief stint with United as a youth. He was a former Scotland Schools International. He was with Stranraer, Dundee and St Johnston before his move to Tannadice and he was a regular with United until December 2000. He fell out of favour. Signed for Montrose in February 2002 and in total he made 30 appearances. Over two seasons. Uh, he done nothing for me. Do you remember him? No. No, not really. Was, no, Luggy signed him. Yeah, and I think he mentioned that at the Q&A. He was like, it wasn't me, it was, uh, I was abducted by aliens or something. <laughs> he was stinking, he was loping. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah. That is on this day. Well, that was mediocre at best there, Ron. Yeah, that's, it's not too bad though. In a way, you've took 34 episodes to mark an absolute no hunt to it. Well, I was again, I couldn't believe when I was typing up last night that there was a second replay. So yeah. it didn't matter who we were playing because we then won. Yeah. And so it didn't matter. Do you know how they decide where that game was? No. The toss of a coin. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, shite. Anyway. Yes. I'm uh, aging myself. <laughs> Uh, so that is it from uh, from us. Uh, do keep an eye on the social media 
uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Probably Wednesday, to be fair, because we like it right in the middle of a week. For the uh, signed, framed Hamish McAlpine prints uh, on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We will give one away on each of those. Uh, they are very fetching uh, and it'll just be very simple. And again, thank you very much to Hamish for giving up his time and uh, coming in. And uh, very old school, isn't he? Is that Hamish? He, he is. He, <laughs> it's fair to say he doesn't have an iPhone. No. He doesn't have an iPhone. No, he does not. Uh, you might have noticed there's a wee crafty bit of edit in the middle. It's because John Holt phoned him. <laughs> yes. And there was... Uh, a lot of bad language during that phone call. It was quite funny when he said to John, oh, I'm going to you fucking do this again. <laughs> <laughs> he was clearly winding up, but it was quite amusing. Yeah. So, um, And then he had to get him a snake on his phone after the phone call. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, it was interesting. That'll, that'll tell you what sort of phone Hamish has got. Yeah, but thank you very, very much to Hamish for that. Uh, if you've got any points of view, anything uh, you want to mention, pull up again, uh, up for, or anything like that, or recommendations, I would get a Hobbycraft discount card and it's at the boy McNichol uh, if you want to get to us it's at Dode Fox Podcast across our social media and Paul there is only one way for us to play out this episode we have stolen a piece of music uh, but we were allowed to uh, so we're going to play out with uh, the song Hamish by Roddy Wimble the lead singer of Idlewild Just the same. But Hamish.
He stalks young man's dreams into a burning flame Hamish stalks young man's dreams into a burning flame 